is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his deputy staff sergeant, Jack Luna. I mean, if, I, if, there's a, if, there's somebody, if there's a demon in there, man, like uh, acting crazy, I'm going to get it on film and I'm going to put it on YouTube, man. I'm not going to let you guys get away with this crap. Oh, hi, Luna. Hi. Hi, uh, hi operator. Hi. Hi. Uh, sometimes we've literally, on on my runtime, on the recording because of the uncut, and then you and I have been talking forever, uncut, mm-hmm. uncut, that will end up on the floor. Uh, my runtime is at two hours, 27 minutes. So sometimes it's funny in my head when I say, oh, hi, Luna. I feel like I just had a stroke or like I'm senile. I'm like, who are you? (laughs) Like, it's the dumbest thing to say. It's ridiculous. On the uncut, you mentioned, I don't know why you made this uh, distinction or, you know, this, you you connected this, but you're like, it's kind of (laughs) like having sex or something like that. Like, (laughs) we just, we just, we just had a whole bunch of sex and we're all like tired, laying in bed. I'm smoking a cigarette. The operator's hair is all messed up. And then we got to come in here like we're going to do it fresh, but yeah. we're all spent. You, you know what? It's kind of like, and I, I have no, I have no concept for, uh, no, no background for what I'm talking about, but I believe there's like a whole profession of right now, there are th- probably thousands of rooms in Russia where they've been dolled up with like stuffed animals and stuff. And there's some lady who's making money the more she's on that camera, right? Right, right. And and what we do here is it's like that lady isn't in the room yet, but she does everything that she would do in that room. She does it for a couple hours outside, and then she's like, okay, well, I guess I should go get paid for doing this stuff. That's what I, it's like, I would be so exhausted. I am exhausted. Are you exhausted? I'm emotionally and spiritually exhausted right now, but we're about to start. (laughs) Man, we were talking about evil and good and how evil we each individually are and giving examples and just beating ourselves up with each other. And it's like, hey, you know what? Uh, We could talk later. We got to record this episode. (laughs) I screen shared a bunch of rocket ships. (laughs) You did. (laughs) It's the the Mormon temples. (laughs) Mormon temples. They look like rockets. Uh, It's fun stuff. Oh, you want to know? Oh, never mind. When we're offline, I'm going to screen share some some uh islamic uh structures yeah. holy cow russia oh russia russia, russia and yeah. all their like the buildings with like the chocolate kisses on the top of all the <laughs> turrets oh my gosh how do they even make those anyway i'm know. all bragging about our rocket ships that we've got dotting the globe and of course we got we got competition <laughs> you do you do where i live actually there's a heavy ukrainian influence and a lot of the the temples or their churches or whatever have those hershey kisses on the top yeah that's kind of neat to look at but you wonder what they're doing in there they're not making chocolate <laughs> it's not i don't think it's willy wonka in there could be wrong um but yeah i don't even know how you make those like i know how to make a box but i don't know how to make a hershey's kiss structure i don't know how you do that somebody it's funny to think too in the in the world there is some guy who is the premier hershey kiss shape building man maker like there's that guy some guy is like no if you want to make a hershey kiss uh russian building you got to go to this guy he's like the guy that's amazing to think about (laughs) 
Yeah, because you can totally picture, how, and there's architects who are like, you idiots. I, I, I mean, we'd be so lucky to have architects listening to our podcast. But like, who are, who are like, they can simplify it. But to me, it's like, I could make, probably make that on a small scale, but on that large of a scale, it just oh, seems yeah. like such a, but we don't know what we're talking about. I could barely do it if you gave me one of those sleeves full of frosting and told me to make a dollop that's that shape, just boop, mm-hmm. boop, like a, can, like a cake maker. I'd probably screw that up. Oh man, I'm the worst at making cakes. You should see my gingerbread houses. <laughs> they're like I just I just play them off like they're like from the ghetto gingerbread <laughs> houses. All the windows are broken and some of the candy's been stolen. You should start an Instagram page called Jack's Gingerbread Hovels. <laughs> <laughs> gingerbread Hovels. Yeah, I can do those. This is number three in a, my series I call Hobo Spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. I would too. Hey, I wanted to start. I uh, We got a five-star review that I thought was oh, pretty good. nice. And I'm pretending like this is intentional and I've actually read the whole thing and I haven't. <laughs> okay, oh boy. But I thought this was fun. Here's one. Uh, the title, Simply the Best, Better Than All the Rest. Just kidding. Mm. Uh, five stars. I've been listening to podcasts for a few years now. Most all are true crime ones. But this is my favorite. I love the banter you two have. This is the only podcast that I literally am laughing out loud at so often. The hosts make an interesting pair to listen to. Ying Yang is what comes to mind. The calls are presented in such a way that it draws you into the story. Funny side note, I recently started using an app to help me fall asleep, and it's called Luna. Now when I open the app at night, I hear the operator's voice in my head saying, Hey, Luna, it makes me smile. Guys, I love it. Every minute. I used to be a court stenographer, and I miss the drama of it. Podcasts fill that void so well, and yours is at the top of the list. Thank you, Aponapony. <laughs> That's their name, Aponapony. Oh, man, thank you. Aren't you all blown away? Like I just said, we should be so lucky to have an architect. I mean, who cares if we had an architect or not? It has nothing to do with what we do. But, <laughs> but like, when, like, of course, we could have an architect listening. Probably. It's not a big deal. <laughs> but when I have, like, a doctor or a lawyer or a cop reach out. Yeah. I had an FBI guy reach out to me one time. It's like a f- uh, retired FBI guy. He's like, yeah, you do a great job covering that particular case. I was on that case. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> You're listening? Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it blows me away. It's a little unnerving. Like just even her, she has, she spent a lifetime as a court stenographer. She yeah. probably seen everything. And she's right. like, I love your show. That's like, it's high praise. Are you sure? Does your do your ears work right? <laughs> I know. But anyway, we jibber jabber maybe. One okay. Oh, okay. So let's jump right into this because I'll tell you about our, our resolution as a podcast. Sure. Yeah. Resolution is moving forward. We're we're going to we we get very jibber jabbery on the uncut. And some people have said, hey, you've you you're kind of leaning into jibber jabber too much mm-hmm. on the episodes. And so we're going to focus on trying to stay relevant. I'm going to ask stupid questions at the beginning, but less like one or two stupid questions rather than having you read all of Shakespeare before we start the call. (laughs) So it'll be fun. Yeah. Hey, can I say something quick? Because this is the public version. I I was Mm kind of saving this. Yeah. I have a resolution for it too. I need to know a little bit more about what's going on with the case before I just start throwing my opinions on it based on what I've heard on the call, the very little I've heard on the call and all that. Because when I watched the video from the last episode we did with um, the Chinese couple. And oh, the, Lindani uh, Mayani and all that. 
Yeah, yeah. When I watched it, I was like, man, if I had seen that video beforehand, I would have had a lot more intelligent commentary to to lend to this whole thing. You had so much information, and I felt like you kind of needed to have a guy who was a little bit, (laughs) who knew a little bit more what was going on. Because when I saw that video, I just want to put this out there. When I saw the video, there were those pillars that were outside the place. And even though the temple wasn't as close as they claimed it to be, he took his shoes off, right? And I'm sure you said that in the thing, but I didn't catch it. He takes his shoes off. He walks in. And to me now, after watching the video, very clear that he thought that that was a temple. At least, like, you know, it's a high probability. Yes. So he gets in there and he closes the door. And to me, like, 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 that's nuts, right? It's like, why would you close the door? Like, you're asking for it. But after seeing the video, it's like, he obviously closes the door because he thinks he's in the temple. Mm-hmm. If he's in there to rape and murder these people, he's not going to take his shoes off, for one. Right. Two, he goes and he closes the door because he thinks he's inside the temple. Anyways, after also, I don't want to get back into that whole case again with you and everything, but I just want to mm-hmm. say this for the audience from, from my end, and this is the resolution of me knowing a little bit more of the case, be able to lend a little bit more to it, is that... That woman is the reason that guy died. I co- totally agree. I agree. He he. She ramped those cops up. It didn't have anything to do with race. When you look at the guy, he's a big guy too. He could have been a white guy. He could have been a black guy. If there's any racism involved, maybe it's on this Chinese woman's end. Uh, you have to ask uh-huh. the question, would she have um, become that agitated if it was a white guy? Or a local. You, you wonder. Like a Howley. Or, yeah. Right. Right. And clearly those cops were ramped up by her as they were trying to find where he was. She was screaming at them to like, there's the guy, there's the guy, there's the guy. And he didn't do himself any favors by not, uh, you know, getting down the ground and and, and responding appropriately to being tased and all that, of course. Mm -hmm. But that woman, take her out of that equation after seeing that video. And I think that we went over this multiple times, but it's very clear when you see the video, she, without her there, that does not happen. I, I agree. The one thing that we've seen over and over and over on 911 calls is that the responding officers are only as prepared as the information they've received yes. going into it. And in this case, they're, I can't blame them because there was a mixed bag. I mean, they've got this lady shrieking. Yeah, They've got a man on the property, but they have no idea what's happened. Uh, people that are really against this thing say, well, she even told the off the, the 911 that he was a burglar. He had intruded. Right. But we know, we know that that happened before she even made the call to 911. So I can excise that. But to your point, yes, she amplified that scene because they showed up and thought they were getting a certain packaged good. Right. And they showed up. So so to your point, yeah, I think if if she hadn't done all that and they showed up and he still was, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Mm-hmm. And, and then he had attacked a bunch of cops. It might have ended the same way because they tase him and it yeah. doesn't work. And then he keeps beating the crap out of cops. Uh, you know, they tried less deadly. It didn't work. I don't know. I, 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 it's a mixed bag and you, you in the comments, boy, everybody's all over the place. And I, I, I respect that. Oh, for sure. Me too. Uh, Really all I'm really trying to say is that I should have been more prepared for a call like that myself. And often, almost all the time, because we're busy with other things, I come on here and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to react to the information. But my resolution really is, is to be at least somewhat more, more aware of what's going on so that I can give a more intelligent response to it. Because dude, that guy, when he comes walking in and takes his shoes off, he looks like he thinks he's at a temple. Yeah. And, and he even apologizes when he leaves. And, uh, man, it, it was, it was, it was tough to watch. Clearly he should have, um, 
acquiesced when they said, you know, put your hands up and all that. He gets tased and he's still coming out. He's a big guy though, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's a former rugby player. He knows how to throw people <laughs> big around. Dude, I th- and if we want to talk about racism real fast. Mm-hmm. I d- and I do. So please proceed. <laughs> I think that the, <laughs> the only racism that was really shown there, I think the cops were amped up because of how freaked out she was. And yes. then they were even more amped up because he's such a big guy and he didn't, he didn't, he's from South, um, South Africa, South Africa. So who mm-hmm. knows what his experience was in certain situations like this guy's coming on you with flashlights in your face. He was asking yeah. them like, what's going on here? He didn't understand. It was clear yeah. too, but the racism aspect wasn't on the cops there. I think they were just being cops and they were reacting to that situation. The Chinese woman, I believe if there's any racism there, probably falls on her. And uh, I don't want to get into it too much, but I, Chinese people are pretty racist. <laughs> not, uh, not all of them, but some of them. Well, their, their, cult, their culture uh, affords some level of, uh, just acceptable culture affords for some level of division of, a, a caste system, if you will. Right. So I'd, I'd, and you know, another thing I'd say is, uh, leaning on what you said, I, I would make sure it's clear that it's her, not her husband. Cause that dude was like not involved. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. In any way, wonder, constructive or not. <laughs> they weren't that close. Obviously he should have yeah. been pulling her in the house. That guy uh, would be alive if she was out there screaming at those cops. That was him right there. I believe <clears throat> it yep. would have been a little bit calmer. Anyways, that was a long episode. It wasn't boy. We don't need to do it again. No, yeah, this one, this one's, uh, <sighs> and Chinese people are so <laughs> racist, man. I just want to really pound that home. <laughs> I'm just saying, I got some Chinese friends. I, I used to grow, I hang out in Chinatown and they're racist against each other, like in, in different factions of what they are. And it's possible she came there and saw a big black guy. And if it had been a big white guy dressed nice, he was dressed nice too. She might not have freaked out as much as she would have had it been a black guy. So the racism falls on her if there was any of there in the first place is all I'm trying to say. I think a really, um, you know, for all these people that are like, oh man, should I stay in this gender studies course or should I take, should I get a communications degree? And the answer to all those is no, don't do that. Please don't <laughs> yeah. waste your money. Any pick, I, I, I promise you 70% of the degrees you can get in a brick and mortar college right now, probably not employable. Um, but yeah. you know what I think would be amazing one? And I think people from all walks, all sides, all political ideologies, I think they'd flock to it would be a course called world racism. And right. what it is is you go country by country and you learn about how racism is imbued within the culture there, in the ideology, in the, in the people. Because I learned a ton just learning about how, how unique the racism in South Africa is. Right. And boy, dig into China. That's a whole... So what it would do is... And Asians this is a are really, so racist. The, it's just a... Just going to throw that at... I will just... <laughs> I'm getting that vibe from you. I understand where you're coming from on that. Nobody talks about it. <laughs> well, to your point, nobody talks about racism anywhere except for right. their own land, right? It's it, right. but it would have a tempering effect. And this is a weird statement to say, but oh, it's if you understood country by country how racism shows up, it may just temper you toward your opinion of your own country's racism. Right. Sort of the devil you know. <laughs> just going to say that. And I mean that respectfully, learn about other racism and you'll realize this is a very, very big bucket of syrup racism is. And it, and it takes all kinds and all colors and all factions worldwide. And it's, it's an amazing study. It really is. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I like to go on and on about this, but uh, is China Asian is currently what I'm Googling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, East Asia. Okay, I'm good. No, okay. There's going to be no problems here with what yeah, I've said not, so far. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Can you say Chinese people? You can say that, right? You can say Chinese people. Yeah, apparently. I mean, Okay. Well, I thought our, our episode where I said retarded a bunch was going to be our biggest bugaboo. This might just get... No. I don't know. Oh, well, we'll uh, hey, good news. We're, we're coming into a soft one here about uh, mental illness. Yeah, this is going to be great. Both the plus and this one. If you haven't had a good mental illness kick to the crotch lately, we got it for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay. Kicking off a couple things. Hey, hey, Luna. Hey, hey, man. Hey, this is our 61st episode. Oh, congrats. Also, the first episode of season three, 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 three. Nice. I would say, and you probably would agree with this, we've learned a lot along the way, and I think we've grown a lot. Uh, one thing is you've developed quite a bit. You actually, I don't know if you <laughs> caught it in the opening song, but you've been upgraded oh. to deputy staff sergeant. How do you feel about this significant enhancement to your moniker? I... You know, I've always felt like a junior assistant was a bit of a, it was for fun, right? We're having some fun there. And then yeah. senior assistant, I was like, okay, you got to hear that every single episode. And so at the start, you're telling me that you said, and his deputy. Deputy staff, staff sergeant. sergeant. Yeah. Jack Luna. Yeah. So you're coming up in the world. Um, wow. I wanted, I was like, maybe I should just. Say just Jack Luna? Co-equal partner, business partner. 50-50. But then I thought, I thought, wait, the title of the show is 911 Calls Podcast with the operator. So I can't, right. I don't want to muddy people's perception of what they're getting here. So yeah, um, you're currently Deputy Staff Sergeant. I think one day the trajectory is just that I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's actually an ascendant. <laughs> Uh, goal is like you've ascended beyond title right. and you're like Kim Jong-il where you are just the great leader. You know, yeah, you're just yeah. this, this this entity. So uh -huh. we're getting there. We're getting close. I want you to know, though, I did put research into your title. Oh. I went and looked at uh, RCMP, which, by the way, is your police in Canada. I know. Yeah. Okay. Royal Canadian Man of Police is where Mounties come from, I think. Yep. Mounties, yep. Mounties. And I went there and I looked up RCMP uh, titles. And so hmm. I developed your title based on, I think, based on our podcast, where you would be in the RCMP at this point in your career. Oh. So. So how high is deputy sergeant? It's not very high. Staff sergeant. It's pretty, it's, no, it's, it's up there. It's getting there. The prerequisite to the next level is if you remove some racist, racist tones from your being, <laughs> then. And so it could happen as, as soon as another year, man. Just and how, how about if I do a little bit of research about what we're going to be talking about before the episode, too? Definitely. Deputy, deputy staff, staff sergeant, uh, part, subpart B would be where okay. you'd be sitting there. Looking we're going to get to there. It. I want mm -hmm. you to become, my goal is by next year to have you as co-equal, <laughs> co-equal business partner in crime, right. in true crime, Jack Luna. Oh. All right. So yeah. let's, let's work toward that. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. Also, I just want to let you know, there there are a couple new cool perks uh, that you have as Deputy Staff Sergeant. Oh, Access okay. to the mini fridge mm -hmm. and responsibility over managing comments and posts on the 911 Calls Facebook group now. <laughs> I don't want to do that. 
How about less? You ever had a job where they're like, hey, man, we'll give you a promotion. We'll pay you $2 more an hour, and you have to spend all your time thinking about this place. (laughs) Well, have you ever seen that? You know that chart that shows a monkey, and then it evolves into a man over time? Like, you know, it's the evolution graphic. Yeah. There's one where it's uh, humans, and below each human, it's like the guy, the lowest guy on the totem pole of the business. And then it shows all the icons of the apps he has to use in one day. And there's like 12. It's like Adobe Photoshop, Microsoft Word, Outlook, you know, Internet Explorer. Like the list is so huge. And what's funny is as the, as the human evolves to the CEO of the company, it just goes to Outlook. It just goes to Outlook. And then he's got a bottle of wine in his hand. <laughs> like yeah. It just devolves the more the more upgrades you get in the job. So it should be the yeah. case with you too. We're going to, yeah, you'll be upgraded next year. If you get to co-equal, you'll go from mini fridge to maxi fridge, All which right. is, it's full of uh, beverages. Maxi pads. <laughs> also feminine products. Yeah. Just for the ladies. Anyway. Mm. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, well, I, I I feel good about it. I, I put a lot of time into that. <laughs> also, I, I realized as you kept talking how much time I put into it. Oh, sorry. I'm not done. And there's more. I'm sending you a new hoodie and toque uh, for all of you people outside of Canada. That's a beanie. Um, to replace the free ones that you got from collecting all those cinnamon toast crunch box tops, the ones you wear are looking a little threadbare and probably smell like a HEPA filter in a hot box, I would assume. <laughs> they do. They smell like dead follicles. <laughs> I started going bald, so I put on a beanie to speed up the process because I'm sick of, you know, just dealing with it. The, the worst thing being a balding man is like when you shave it down, everyone can tell where it's balding, right? They can see the shadow of it, right? I just want it all to go away. So it looks like a choice. <laughs> I like it. Well, I like the way you cut your hair too. You like kind of do this monk, like a, you know, punk monk. Friar tech. Yeah. Punk monk. That's what it is. I love it. It's awesome. Do you ever um, forget as a podcaster, do you forget when you took a shower last? And so in your case, like you're like, huh, wonder why I took a shower. So you take your beanie off and you flip it inside out and you smell it to see if you can still smell the suave. You're like, that's probably a day ago. <laughs> yeah. Probably a day. I don't do that. No. Yeah. No, I don't do that. I okay. shower fr- pretty frequently. Yeah, you're Yeah, you're right. You're the whole, we clean as we go. Yeah, we clean, clean as we go, guys. So yeah. you would probably totally. do that bodily as well, I would assume. I take baby wipes and I wipe them around my junk. and my. I take a whore's bath every morning. Uh, that's wow. what they call it. Is that okay? Is that a word I could use? And now that I'm the staff sergeant or whatever, I can start yeah. swearing again. Right. Yeah, they actually do something very similar with horses. I think you can say horse bath because with horses, that's actually how they uh, acquire... Semen from studs is very similar washing, stroking process. So anyway. We're on the same page for sure. Horse bath. Right. We're good. Was it a resolution to get to the point quicker too? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's season three. So I, I bent the rules a little. I gave you a new title. I'm changing the cover art a, a smidge. You know, good. there's effort. There's, there's, there's nuance that's been added. So I nuanced the beginning of this one is kind of an award to, right. to you and me. Cool. I mentioned HEPA filter in a hot box. Speaking of processing gases and particulates, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many stars there are in just our Milky Way galaxy? No. A lot. There are a hundred billion. Okay. Okay. To put that in perspective for you, 
and our listening audience who is consuming this through their earballs. Bill Gates makes about $3,000 per minute. So reaching down and picking up a $100 bill off of the ground is literally a waste of his time. The time it would take him to pick it up, waste of his time. That's, <laughs> that's his, crazy. Uh, that's his nickname when he was a kid, $100 bill. <laughs> oh, I thought huh? his name was. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's pull our heads out of the clouds and try and visualize something on Earth that can help us understand the magnitude of the number 100 billion. Mm -hmm. Do you know how far you'd have to travel from the seat that you're sitting in to find 100 billion of something? I'm not sure I understand that question, but I'll say no. Okay. You would have to travel about two feet up from your butt. Oh. Yeah. Well, you mean like particles and stuff? You have a hundred billion neurons in your brain. Oh. I don't know that they've counted them all, but that's, they have that number. They're like a hundred billion in your brain. So is it amazing that of all the things that we try to figure out that we still haven't entirely figured out the human brain, something that we're using to try to figure it out? Like we have it all in our heads. We can't figure this thing out. Exactly. So much is still unknown about so much. That it's yeah. staggering to think that somehow we don't just fall over dead or turn into puzzles of mush or run off cliffs more often. Here's a mind-blowing fact to know and share. Let's say that the brain is like an extremely tall building, okay? Mm-hmm. And from the outside, it stretches into the sky. So far, the top just disappears. You can't even see the top, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, you and I, we step into the lobby and we look around and there's all the standard stuff, a front desk, chairs, et cetera, right? Standard lobby layout. And there's yep. one elevator in this building, okay? We go in the elevator and there are two buttons. One button just takes us to- Says porn. <laughs> <laughs> one says porn, one says corn. Staples of Eat, life. Eating porn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one button- Take, just takes us to the next level in the building, okay? Right. The other button shrinks us down 100 times the size that we are now and takes us to another level in the building, a super tiny level somewhere within the building's materials of the building, okay? Okay. And if you keep going to that next tiny level and keep pushing that button, pushing that button, every time you shrink another 100 times the size you are and so on and so on. But here's the thing, no matter what level we go to, whether it's just the next normal size level up or down or to the next tiny level, 100 times smaller, every time we walk off the elevator, everything looks exactly the same. The same desk, same chairs, everything is exactly the same all through this crazy building. Yeah. So from the outside... You can see the separation of each level of the building as it goes up. You know, there's floor one, there's floor two, blah, 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 blah. But -hmm. once you start going up and down the elevator, no matter what level you go to or how big or small you get, you quickly become disoriented because everything on every level looks the same. Okay. This is how our brains are structured. From the outside, sitting there on the table, you see two hemispheres that look the same left and right brain, right? Go inside of one of those hemispheres, cut into the hemisphere, and you'll see other structures that look the same. Go inside of one of those structures, 
the same thing over and over and over, all gray and white, just like the structure you previously viewed. And it repeats like this all the way down to a microscopic level. Mm. Yet somehow all of this sameness is broken up into functional modules that do different things. And we're all still learning what they do and how they do it. So literally every single thing inside the brain, no matter how small, zoomed in or out, the structures look the same. It's yeah. like a repeat over like and over. A hive. Like a, yeah. 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 Okay. And somehow <clears throat> this powerhouse in our head. Well, not sorry. I'm a little, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to keep up here. My okay. ashtray lit on fire. Did you see that happen to me <laughs> in the middle of that? It's such a deep conversation that I probably could have. I've had it before when I was on acid, but my ashtray lit on fire. My brain is having this deep building conversation analogy about the brain. Your brain is lighting an ashtray on fire. <laughs> I was burning my fingers. Did you see oh that? my gosh. Oh, it couldn't I, be. I almost became engulfed in flames. And I'd be sitting there going, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my soul hurts. This is so, it's so appropriate too, because we're talking about the diversity of the brain. Oh, God. Oh, I didn't even have to contrast your and my brain. You did it for me. (laughs) Uh, Op, I'm currently on fire. (laughs) Slow down. (laughs) Okay. We're good. Okay, we're good. And somehow, This powerhouse inside of our head does double duty. It's a physical orchestra of structures, all complex and interconnected like the Hulk of a building, like we've been talking, while at the same time producing something that they call in neuroscience emergence, or better known to you and me as conscience. The building sits there, and it's also aware that it sits there. (sighs) Yeah. Okay, we not only have a glob of gray matter in our heads, but it knows it's there. (laughs) And to make things even weirder, it knows it's there, but it doesn't know how itself works, but it's trying to figure it out. (laughs) Oh, man. Can can I add something to this before you go into this next part? Yeah. It's always blown me away. I talked about this on Brutal recently, that the eyes aren't separate from, well, I mean, everything's connected to the brain, but the eyes literally are a part of the brain. So when you see somebody's eyes, you're looking at their brain and, and someone having dark thoughts. You ever seen someone get really upset or mad and their eyes appear to go dark, like darker, like the color of them or something in them switches. Or when someone's being devious, you know, you can yeah. see the shiftiness in their eyes. Or when somebody's really pumped up about something, a brightness in their eyes, right? It's because that's the brain. That's so creepy. Oh, you're seeing the brain. Anyways. It's wild. Well, and what you guys were talking about on Brutal about how the guy gouged her eyes out. Right. And suddenly she shifted into, you perceive that she would have shifted into a sort of nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. And the brain itself being like, hey, where, where's that part? Like the brain's going. Are you saying it's aware of itself? It's like, hey, hey, where's that thing? Where's, where's that thing that helps us see what's going on here? Right. Can you hear me? I, I think we're, you yeah, keep I can cutting hear you. out. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. You're here now, but we keep cutting in and out. Let's let's end the Zoom session and come back into it. Yep. Okay. 2,000 years later. Na, 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 na. Applebee's on a gay guy. 
You know I'm here, right? <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's actually a catchy song. I hate what they're talking about, but Yeah. I we went to Applebee's the other day and it was everything I could for a date night. Yeah. <laughs> it was everything I could do to not order I, I got the Bourbon Street steak. I literally did, but it was everything I could do to not say Oreo shake. <laughs> also that's that song is ruined waiters at applebee's because they have to make their own shakes really oh they hate it they hate it anyway okay back into this <laughs> sorry no no i don't no know what problem. happened there. it's my, probably on my end that's what she said <laughs> i don't even know what that means <laughs> all right so okay I know I keep kind of going down the rabbit hole in this brain thing, but apparently the brain's pretty complex and there's a big rabbit hole there. So yeah, I've heard. All right. So we've we've covered how amazingly complex the brain is and how the brain is trying to figure out exactly how complex it is, you know, and it's taking a lot of research. And, you know, brains are working overtime trying to figure it out. Now, but imagine for a second that yours or my brain, you know, obviously this fully aware powerhouse. But but imagine if it just started working overtime. It's aware of itself and of its own hand and of the cars on the road and like the wind against our skin. But it starts adding things to the scene, things that it knows are present, but nobody else can see or hear or experience. How does a brain tell itself what is real and what isn't, especially if it is literally experiencing all of it as a reality? Mm. So. This is schizophrenia. Yeah. The brain works overtime to add extra nuance to the world, adding more tricks to the matrix, making it look like there's a blue, red, and a purple pill for the taking. How do you stop a hundred billion neurons from just adding a little more spice to life than it should? <laughs> adding one more chair than is really there in the lobby? The the answer is we don't know. <laughs> So this is fun. I Googled the following question. What causes schizophrenia? And Google's response was, um, yes. (laughs) Everything seems to be contributing to schizophrenia. Genetics, environment, internal stimuli, external stimuli. Basically, everything can currently contribute to one schizophrenia. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I was in school, pe- people constantly were mixing up schizophrenia, and at the time it was multiple personality disorder, mm-hmm. and now disassociative personality disorder. Um, it's easy to confuse them because this person with schizophrenia will act, you know, different at times because of the way that they're feeling and the way that they're processing the world. But those are two completely different things. And you'll hear it, see it a lot in older movies, maybe even more recent movies, where they say, oh, he's got schizophrenia and he's acting like a completely, like a person with, say, multiple personality or sort uh-huh. of dissociative personality disorder. They're different things. Yeah. But yeah, Googling uh, schizophrenia, I uh, just did it myself here. I have a little knowledge of it from from my history, but it's confusing. Yeah, it is. It's and it's disturbing how it's as close to like a mental illness that lines up with the matrix as we have. Yeah. It is. Have you, have you ever experienced, like, have you ever experienced time with a person who has schizophrenia? Yeah, for sure. My experience was, was with a a friend of mine who smoked a lot of weed and I think it was making it worse Mm. from what I can recall from looking it up or just from what I've heard that smoking weed actually 
exasperates it makes it makes it even worse like makes things even more confused and more paranoia and more uh disconnected thinking and all that kind of stuff and this guy that i would deal with was always smoking weed so you kind of chalk it up to that it's like oh man that guy smokes too much weed it's like no that's schizophrenia because smoking weed <laughs> like, you yeah, know right that's schizophrenia should not be smoking weed yeah well that's another example of you know people with mental illness they're 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 oftentimes, if you know, if it's being managed as a medication that they're on, mm-hmm. self-medicating can seem to turn. Oh, I don't know. It's a whole nother wing of the circus. I think when you combine medications. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, man. I, I'm so glad I don't have have that. It looks like a terrible thing. You just <clears throat> stop caring about yourself at times and just completely lose have have extreme moments of like love for a certain type of thing or person and then just have none the next moment and you're right. completely focused on something else. Life's hard enough without something like this thrown in the mix. Well, right before Christmas, we were talking about, you know, how hard it can be for some people to just get amped up to go to like the family event and, right. you know, act normal, sit there and don't cause a problem or don't cause a scene <laughs> or, or the stress of not going and how that causes a problem and causes a scene you're not even there. I mean, schizophrenia, it's like an overlay uh, yeah. gi- given to uh, everything you're looking at. I, so I have a, I have a relative who, who has it. And I remember the first time I met him, actually, I was sitting at a table and he was sitting at the table too. And we were both just, I think, eating chips and dip or something like that. And mm-hmm. And I'm kind of new. Major trigger, by the way. Someone should have told you about that for schizophrenia's <laughs> chips. Great. I'm, I'm ruining this guy. I don't even know it. He turns to me and he just totally calmly says, hey, uh, did you just tell me to F off? Oh, God. And I was like, nope. Uh, no, I did not. No, I did not, sir. I did not just. He's like, okay. All right. And then, but I didn't know he had schizophrenia when he asked me that. And so a little while later, I was like, hey, uh, he over there, that guy with the chips and dip, he asked me if I said, and I didn't. And they're like, oh, and they told me, you know, they explained it. And I was like, oh man, that's gotta be hard. You're like, uh, that guy over there dipping the dip into the bag of chips? (laughs) (laughs) Mix it around. (laughs) It's like a walking taco. A ranch. <laughs> Let's make fun of people with schizophrenia. For a while. Yeah, take the edge off. Yeah, that's terrible. Mm. Okay, so here's the thing. Today, we're going to jump into the mind of a schizophrenic who was nice enough, cr- crazy enough, I don't know, to, mm. to, to document some of what he was experiencing. Uh, his name is Alexander Tillman. He started a YouTube channel where there are videos chronicling his bouts, both indoors and outdoors. I should state now, though, that at no time does he identify these bouts as schizophrenia. In truth, he never defines them at all because there is no evidence that he ever had them defined clinically. I'm unaware if he was aware that it was schizophrenia. Mm. All right, so there are several hours total of video much of it the same and much of it pretty boring as if you are not experiencing the reality he was experiencing on the other side of the lens okay so to give you a glimpse i've put together a few supercuts uh from his many uploads his channel is named yahweh rules the meaning of the name yahweh has been interpreted as he who makes that which has been made which is a mind bender 
also translates as he brings into existence whatever exists, Mm. which also is a mind bender because the question is if he brings into existence whatever exists, he exists. So he made him. I'm already. It's like the brain building thing. I'm lost. So not a lot in this guy's videos really say much about his beliefs other than the name of his channel, but he definitely thinks that the devil has a hand in stuff. And in this video, he takes us on a walking tour near a busy road. He's going to show us how Satan has started making cars louder. Oh my God. Okay. I can't wait for this. Can I say one more thing before we get started in the spirit of, uh, you know, sticking to the the script and not going off too many, on too many side roads here, but Mm -hmm. I won't, I will try not to go on one. But from the schizophrenia that I knew, and I have been around a few more, but people who will use the word like crazy for these people, fine. But I meet people who are completely fine mentally that are so boring throughout life and rarely think of anything outside of what they have to deal with day to day. Just going to work, coming home, making dinner, hanging out with the kids, going to sleep, doing the same thing over and over again. And they're not very imaginative. I'll say with schizophrenics, the ones that I met, they definitely have tremendous imagination <laughs> yeah, to the point to their own detriment. And it's because of the way that their mind works. But if you're going to say that these people are crazy and a lot of stuff is that they, they come up with is just from the world of crazy, I think that there's some of the stuff that they latch onto that many of us who have um, calm minds are able to be calm most of the time and just, you know, kind of go through life normal. Um, they might be sinking into or tapping into stuff that the rest of us are incapable of. And there might be nuggets of genius and nuggets of uh, intuition or sorry, uh, abilities to, to be intuitive that the rest of us do not have that are missed because of the rest of the craziness that surrounds the rest of the stuff that they're doing. I mean, if you're eating dog food uh, and dipping the dip into the uh, chips, they're not going to take seriously that you possibly did have an interaction with Satan himself mm-hmm. because of the way your mind works. It's such a weird, you know, because uh, it's very PC to be like, oh, we need to, you know, be be more kind and attentive to people with mental illness. There are some mental illnesses that are that are that can be very hard to handle, and schizophrenia because it's very public and in everybody's face. Mm-hmm. It it's one that skirts that line between it really dances the line with people being tolerant of it and intolerant because it's, it's interruptive, not right. just to the schizophrenic or person suffering from schizophrenia, but to everybody that's around. And, and it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting study to watch people respond to someone in that the compassion oh. runs thin. And, yeah, and I'm man. not even saying that like, like a, like a finger wag. It's, it's, it's just, it's a very heavy mental illness and it, it takes a lot of energy from all involved it's for sure it's interesting if you want an interesting uh visual smorgasbord by the way did you know it's smorgasbord with a d no well out here when we have like uh, a bunch of chinese food available the chinese food restaurant they call it a smorg so i smorg. don't get to hear the rest of it much yeah smorg board smorgasbords a lot of people say smorgasborg like a G, like a gorky, 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 like the guy from the Muppets. But no, it's mm-hmm. smorgasbord. If you oh. want a visual smorgasbord, though, go to Google Images and type in pictures drawn by schizophrenics. That's interesting. 
obviously there's a lot of people that are, you know, trying to be edgy and stuff, but you sure. browse through that sometime. You'll see some that are like, wow, wow. And, you know, if you're looking at imagery that's really drawn by a schizophrenic, just what they, what they see and what they experience is heavy, heavy lifting. I bet for sure. Well, that was a good show, man. Yeah. When, anyway. when do you want to do the next episode? Credits rolling. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> No, we went on a lot. No, I again though. I just really think that the schizophrenia. I mean, you imagine being a person who thinks, 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 thinks like crazy, oh, and everyone gosh. around you just seems to not think. Yeah, and you would eventually just feel like, oh my god, I'm alone here, and I'm crazy. And certainly, a lot of the stuff spirals into what we perceive as crazy. But a lot of it, if other people could be on their level at certain times with a mind working as much as that mind is working, maybe they would come to some kind of something that's not crazy at all, something that works. If everybody was schizophrenic, I'm sure the world would look mad, but um, it would be sane in that everybody is feeling the exact same way. You know what's crazy? Is what you're saying right now sounds exactly like Alex Tillman. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you. You'll see it because I'm going to show you some stuff here. But like the way you're talking about how it's like a roller coaster that folds in on itself and runs into itself and it's this nightmare and 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 this engrossing thing all at once. Hello, welcome to Alex Tillman's world. <sighs> all right, let's do it. Let's do it. I think yeah. I was probably moving my hands around the same way he was. Yeah, you also, were. Also, my chest is on fire. I just realized that. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah. I'm not going to tell you the next time you're on fire because that's just a sight to behold. I'm just going to see how long it takes you to know, you know, it to burn through the 87 layers. You're there in negative 32 degrees Celsius. So, oh man. I'm cold. All right. Okay. okay. Let's, let's you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Hey guys, it's me, Alex. Uh, I just want to see my face. All right. Anyways, I'm going to expose, uh, yeah, the loud vehicles that have been tormenting me. Look at all those birds right over there. So I'm going to go on a walk, and we'll see if we'll run into some loud vehicles. Hear that loud truck right there? See that? That definitely is supposed to be that loud. So, see, look at that truck right there. It's really loud too. Look at that loud vehicle right there as well. See that? It's not supposed to be that loud. Satan has made them louder to torture me. You can't see nothing. There's been vehicles way louder than that. There's another truck making a, a noise over there, generating noise. Look, there's another truck right there making a noise, see? This ain't normal, this many vehicles sounding like that, you know, so. Uh, I hear some birds chirping their heads off in the trees down there. See that truck right there making that noise? See that car over there screeching? Look over there, he's staring at me. Look at that right there. You hear how loud that is right there, that truck? Not supposed to be that loud.
even when I'm in my apartment, man, I hear the vehicles and they're so loud in my apartment, can't get any peace. I really, really need to move to somewhere where I'm kind of isolated or something so I can get some peace, but uh, at the moment I'm focused on my YouTube channel right now, so. Well, I think this is a good short video, so I guess, uh, you know, I'll cut it off here. All right. Okay. Video, right. audio one. If you want to watch the videos for these, they're much longer and much more examples of loud cars in this case. Um, but I, I, I cut out, I cut up and, and presented the most compelling. Yeah. He's not very, of, very aware of how he's seeming to be. Yeah. Uh, he said the word isolated. Um, I think he did. I mean, it's clear. It's the thing with people with schizophrenia, too, or mental illness in general, I guess, is that you end up be becoming alienated from other people. They don't want to really want to deal with you after a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And they become very self, um, I wouldn't say absorbed, but you're just kind of like dealing with yourself. And if you have the mental illness, then you start to think that all these things have to do with you and you have no one really to bounce it off of. And now he's reaching out to YouTube. Hey guys, check it out. Like, this is what's going on. There's a lot of noises out in the world. Uh, you hear that? There's a bird chirping. There, there, it's truck just went past. Must have to do with me. And yep. and that's we're getting to see. It's a window into into mental illness. This is really interesting. It's a vicious cycle that you're bringing up because uh, the loved ones around someone with schizophrenia know that they're not qualified to manage it. So the best that they can do is if they if the loved ones choose to be present in that person's life, mm -hmm. is whether and I mean, whether as in Buffett, you know, whether the reality that you're willing to sit there and experience with this person and most, and often their, their bouts are untenable, uh, hard to relate with. And, and, and it becomes a situation where what you find is, is loved ones even become sort of passive uh, and they're like, yeah, nope. Yeah, that's loud. Uh, and they don't want to go too deep with it. They don't want to get into it with you. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. Have you ever been in the car with your four-year-old and they're like, dad, the clouds are so, also, I had, remember that one time I had a burger and you were talking about boats and, and you just find yourself going, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. That's what ends up happening. You derail them. You, tr you try to change the subject a lot and derail them and yeah. Yeah, and it it becomes dis it feels dismissive and disingenuous. The person is schizophrenic; they're not stupid, and so right. they're like, "Wow, I can really tell that you're not, you know, engaged with what I'm talking about." And man, this is my reality. And so uh, there is there's this enmity that starts to grow and distance between all parties, and it 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 it's, it's oh man, it it can be. It's definitely a, a, a byproduct of, of exposure ugh, to this, yeah. this kind of scenario. On top of all that, having a mental illness, like this is something I've brought up a few times on Dark Topic. It's just my own whatever throw in is that not all schizophrenics are um, created equally. It's not just like if you are a schizophrenic, hmm. is, that, is that even a word? Schizophreniac? Schizophrenic. If you... Schizophrenic. schizophrenic if you're a schizophrenic like a maniac like a hulkamaniac if you're a <laughs> schizophrenic maniac 
then if you're from schizophreniopolis <laughs> eat your vitamins kids the, <laughs> what you do eat your medication kids. you um oh my god where am i going with that i know One where second. you're going i oh, know i got i got i got you okay. you have you have a personality on top of all that it may be watered down by wh- what's going on yeah so they're not all crazy so it's like like um vince lee who was on a bus and cut tim mcclain's head off and ate his genitals and all that and then they let him go later once they got him on medication my view on that is like they're like oh, okay well he had schizophrenia it's like well a lot of people have it and they don't do that like they don't go and do that there's a personality on top of it so you could end up coming across say this guy if he didn't have schizophrenia say he would would have been just like um completely full of, a narcissist on top of that mm-hmm. too or a dickhead on top mm-hmm. of that too i mean that causes an issue as well and then you have really good people who would without the illness just be like kind of like regular people i guess or who you would really get along with who are ultra interesting as well there's all different types of uh, schizophrenia. This guy seems a little bit annoying to be honest with you so far. Yeah. Uh, last, this is, this is a bit of an aside, but I'm going to bring it back around. Um, I watched, there's a documentary, amazing documentary on Charlie Chaplin. Wow. And it was, it? Uh, huh? Did he have schizophrenia? No, he didn't. Huh. But I made a, an observation. Charlie Chaplin, um, there's a scene in a movie that he, 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 Became, he became a director of his own movies. The people around him said if he could have, he would have filmed it. He, he actually did. He, he filmed them, directed them, got, got in people's way, did the directing, adjusted the film, adjusted the camera angles, mm. wrote the whole thing. Also, did the whole things unscripted. So there's one scene that they talk about in the, in the movie. It's what, this will blow your mind. One scene with an interaction between him and a blind flower girl. That scene, he redid for 500 and some odd days. With the That's how many takes. Like days and days. 500 and some odd days of takes. Oh my God, it's like OCD then. Yeah. And so I made the observation at one point. I was like, the thing is, Charlie Chaplin's equity... At one point, he literally ruled the world. And as you watch this, he, he is a bygone figure. But yeah. if, if you watch this, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy, at one point, he was so powerful and so uh, famous that he was neck and neck with Hitler right, in the right. world. Like, that's how recognizable, that's how, the, 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 the level of competition was this character celebrity and Hitler. Th- those mm. were the people in the world that everybody knew about. Um, but so I made this observation that the equity that he had in the little man, which he created, the, 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 the little man, they called him, right. was so high that it consumed all of his osis, all of his isms and everything. And people would just go along with it because there was so much equity in the tramp that he had created that they would they would let him do do five hundred and some odd days of takes on one scene. That's how mm. you circle back to uh, schizophrenic, and what you were saying how there's a bunch of different kinds of schizophrenics in the world, and they come with more than just hey, I'm not, I'm more than just schizophrenia. Right. The world is full of examples of of geniuses where we give them such a pass on their isms, their osises, and all uh, you know all that their itis. 
that we're willing to forego those things and we're willing to weather those things because of the outcome of watching their genius at play. The unfortunate mm-hmm. thing is so many mental illnesses, they walk around with a big sandwich board on their body saying, I'm a schizophrenic. And they're right. not. There's more to them. But to your point, it can be so overpowering sometimes that whatever other attributes and com- contributions they give to the world can be swallowed up in right. in what we see as this mental illness that's just too much, too much. Too much, man. I mean, I'm. <clears throat> we've barely even uh, touched this call. And uh, look what's going on here. Yeah. It's, it's it's catching, too. Did you know that schizophrenia is actually, you can catch it? Can you? Is there a, <laughs> is there a there's a new strain of it? Do they have a vaccine for this one? <laughs> Hope so. Well, maybe. You never know. In a, in, a, in there? No, not yet, actually. An inoculation. Oh, do they? Nice. Okay, yeah. It's it's called a, 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 a shotgun. <laughs> oh, oof. Dang! Sorry. Oh, uh, speaking of speaking of that, I uh, dated a girl in high school named that shotgun vaccine. Oh, va- <laughs> yeah, she's she was great. I loved her. Um, what happened with this guy? Okay, so uh, other than the wind, which oh my gosh, you can't imagine the amount of audio post production I had to do on this because literally he was like, "Let's yeah. go on a walk in a wind turbine." <laughs> it was so bad. So what you're hearing is actually fixed. <laughs> You can tell there's a massive amount of wind, but other than the wind, did those vehicles seem any more loud to you than normal? No. Yeah. It's interesting to me. This mental illness is curious. Like, I wonder if he played back the video, which he would have most likely done prior to uploading to YouTube. Did he still hear what he perceived to be souped up Satan cars? Like, my guess (laughs) is yes, since he decided to upload them and then keep them up on his channel. Right. Um, Attribution is a component of schizophrenia as well. So what I mean by that is not only does the mind work in overdrive to produce artifacts and embed them into one's reality like souped up Satan cars, Mm -hmm. but the mind also tries to make sense of it by giving it a reason for being. So in Alexander's case, and maybe due to, I don't know, but maybe his religious ideologies, he came to the conclusion that Satan must be making cars sound louder. It's an interesting conclusion, which to Alexander also sounds completely reasonable. Right. Yeah. It's not. No. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. But but the crazy thing, crazy, I, man, I feel bad about using the word crazy. But the crazy thing is, um, that's the immutable truth about a mental illness like this is you can't tell him that. That's his right. reality. Okay, so one more thing that's worth noting about the video or the audio slash video in this case. At the beginning of the video, you hear him say, and and you can see my face. So he briefly turns the camera around to show his face for the viewer. This becomes more relevant as we navigate through this case today. Okay, all right. So, so sorry, is he yeah. showing his face to prove like I'm here with yeah. these sounds type thing? He's, he's, like, he's I'm showing here, you. Yeah, I'm here. And this is really happening. So he's starting to try to connect some dots for the viewer as far as to the reality of the situation. He's making an effort. He's trying to reach out. He's trying to connect with his YouTube audience. Um, Man, we are in the mind. Yeah. We're we're about to be. Yeah. So, okay, let's move on to the next example of demonic ducks who laugh at him. Right. 
And although I shouldn't have to say it, if you're uncomfortable with us reviewing this content or getting mad about us putting this poor guy's content out there for the world to hear and see, video links will be in the description, by the way, to his channel. (laughs) Then I have two things to say to you. This is an amazing, untarnished, unprovoked series of examples of pure schizophrenia. We aren't mocking this guy. This is literally a spectacle to behold how mental illness manifests itself in two, part two, There will be worse things for you to complain about here in a little while, so don't worry. Remember the name of our show and drop your guard and enjoy the ride. We are taking you on some David Attenborough-style tour of the brain on this one. And then the documentary is abruptly handed off from David Attenborough to Ice-T. So buckle up, (laughs) Snowflake Cup. Oh, man. (laughs) I think I put down Ice-T a while ago, but I've grown to love him just for anybody who had a problem with me saying that in the past. If anyone has a disbelief that Jack can change, there it is. Evidence. He can. <laughs> okay. All right. On to demonic ducks. Mm-hmm. You ready for me to press play? I can't wait. Okay. Me too. Hey, it's Alex again. Um, I'm going to show my face, you know, so you know it's me. Hey, what's up? Anyways, you know, expose uh, these uh, ducks around here, how they're demons. You'll see them acting strange. Maybe not those ones, but there's some more over here you'll see. See that duck just laughed at me over there, see that? Look at these ducks over here. They're laughing at me. Sorry, I'm bad at filming. the sun's out, I can't really see what I'm filming, so. See them acting strangely, just walking around. Look at that bird right there with its mouth right open right there. Just walking around and stuff. Look, another one came by too. Yeah, and sorry, something's like in my shoe, so it's kind of bothering me too. See, look at the birds acting funny. Look at that bird over there just shaking his head crazily. Look at that one. He's running over there. These are all demons. See, they're laughing at me. <laughs> this is so crazy. I know. You're like, how is this f-ing possible? Yeah, this happens to me all the time, man. I kind of actually like these ducks, though. I mean, that's like the one demon thing I actually like. They're really funny. I mean, well, I guess that pretty much does it for this video. So, Oh, man. Okay, so I might have to agree with him on this one. If you think about the angle at which ducks have to view us from the vantage point, it's like the worst selfie angle imaginable. Ducks literally see knees followed by guts supporting Mm -hmm. double chins amidst a flurry of breadcrumbs. (laughs) I'd probably laugh, too, if I saw me from that terrible angle, I would say. It's hard. (laughs) It's hard to... uh... Man, this guy is really out of it. It's almost like he's playing it up, but he's... Yeah, uh... it's it's hard. Once again, that's, that's... Like, when someone is this genuine about the reality that they're experiencing, but the reality itself is not tangible it it makes us want to just kind of walk away like okay dude like on that video audio sample Mm -hmm. 
he's saying, look at those ducks. They're laughing at me. Listen to them. And he walks toward the ducks. What happens when you walk toward a whole group of ducks? They all start going. (laughs) They do that. And then he's talking about how they look at him and they look at him all evil like and that squirrels do the same thing and animals. And you can't disprove that because they're animals. (laughs) They look at you animal like. Are we sure this guy's a schizophrenic or is he just a dick? <laughs> An anti-animal. He like he hates cars and animals. Is he is he a schizophrenic or is he just super sensitive? Yes. Uh and well, yes. okay. Good good point. One thing you bring up is in the nineties, right? We were all um why did we all take Ritalin in the nineties? Oh, we were all hyperactive. Yeah. Right. And then it became, you know, the the spectrum broadens and it's, you know. I lost track of it at one point. I was supposed to call my son. um, He had sensory processing disorder. And it had been like, I don't know, two years since I walked into a counselor to talk about things with with them about Sam. And I was like, well, he has sensory processing disorder. And they're like, you do know that that has been divided into 20 separate quadrants at this point. I'm like, no, I did not know that. Thanks for insulting me. What are we calling my son today? You know, so... Uh, it does, you know, what he had back when he made the videos might not be what we call it today, but yeah. When were, when were these videos made again? The big one we're going to get to happened in 2018. Well, okay, let's see. We've covered cars and ducks. Uh, let's switch to computers and phones. In case you didn't know, Satan can take control of these devices. Want proof? Open up your browser history. It's probably a potpourri of pleasure problems and potentially illegal queries to the almighty Google that you've made. Could you imagine, Luna, if a printout of your browser history or search history was left on a bus accidentally? All right. Yeah, they yeah. think they have a serial killer and a sexual sadist on the loose. <laughs> if your butt just puckered at the thought, might I recommend you look into a little app called a VPN? <laughs> Thank me later. Yeah, uh, fun know. fact to know and share, though. Google has a code of conduct for its employees. Did you know this? And, and since the year 2000, there's been a very distinct line in that code of conduct. It simply says, quote, don't be evil. Um, funny thing, though, Google removed this line from its code of conduct in April of 2018. So again, VPN. I can't stress that enough without sounding like a schizophrenic so look into vpns (laughs) people yeah Yeah. for me no it would be like a serial killer with sexual sadist and he likes um what's it called rap (laughs) rap sure that's there uh no you know oblippy blippy (laughs) yes always what it was blippy yeah imagine the look at the blippy serial killers a lot of weird sex stuff I serious, I literally had to, I like I control it. I have a, another Gmail account for Sam 2.0 because I, I couldn't do research on YouTube anymore because the whole thing was mountain bikes and BMX videos. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to stop this right now. <laughs> so you make, you, you know, we make our choices, pick our battles. Me too. Me too. Hey, hey, Luna, I do have a question yeah. for you. Sure. Did yeah. you know that there is one last bastion that is still universally accepted? As impervious to Satan's powers? No. Yeah, ads. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Got me me that time. Everyone believes that ads are the best thing since no ads. So. (laughs) (laughs) I used to do, I was watching the thing on Betty White and she was doing all her own advertising right on the fly. 
Really? Yeah, that's what killed her. I think all that pressure. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think if it was just this. Do- I think it was. It was this documentary that I was just watching on Charlie Chaplin. Where get this? Speaking of ads on the fly, she he uh, someone was on a talk show talking about Charlie Chaplin, and the talk show host goes, "And with us now we have blah blah blah, and the cigarette." Is Paul Mall, and he <laughs> takes a cigarette out of his mouth and he puts it in the ashtray, like he did an ad, a cigarette ad wow. right there. Product oh. placement kind of thing, right? Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, Betty White was on the Betty White Show, I guess, way back. I forget what it was called, but yeah, she would just boom right in the middle. There were no commercial breaks. She was the commercial. They they just didn't break. Well, in a way, I guess it's sort of that because I'm going to stop talking right now, mm-hmm. and you're going to hear me talking. So I'm not comparing myself to Betty White, but basically me and Betty go way back. R.I.P. Betty. Did we kill her? Was she one of the ones we killed? I was talking about her. Uh, After Madden, we were, and then we were talking about Bob Saget. I think I was talking to somebody about Bob Saget. We killed Madden, Saget, and and Betty White all in like a course of three weeks. I was talking a lot about Justin Bieber recently. Oh, been reading a lot about China, so maybe, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Anyway. Let's pay the bills. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's see if we can see the face of evil in Alexander's computer. Are you ready for me to hit play? I am. Hey, it's Alex here. Satan has also taken over my computer. Um, I'm going to show you soon. Uh, that includes, you know, my cell phone too, you know. So, uh, one second. Okay, I'm on uh, Google Images. I'm gonna type in uh, typing in people. Now let me uh, find some photos. Okay. Anyways, check out this guy right here. He's actually looking at me. He's staring at me. See that? That ain't normal. And uh, it looks like that woman right there. She's uh staring at me right there too. He's kind of looking at me too, and uh, look at that guy's face right there. Look, this guy right here, he's looking at me too. Oh my gosh, look at her. Yeah, right there, look at her. That is evil as f right there. See that? Yep, she's looking at me too. I looked out. The uh, singer Prince was a woman proof. See? Look at his face right there. And his face over there. Definitely not human, as you can tell. Look at Jerry Seinfeld right there. Jerry Seinfeld is a woman proof. See, it's probably different than what you're seeing from my channel. Um, but this is what I have to deal with, you know. Um, uh, Satan, you know, changed everything to, to uh, like this or whatever, so look at him, he's looking at me. Okay, now I typed in Kenny Loggins. Heaven helps the man. Right here. And if you go look, check it out. Eyes are pitch black like a damn demon. Sorry, I don't sound, make that great of videos. I mean, I'm just super stressed out. I mean, all this bullshit I gotta deal with. I mean, been dealing with it for you know like a year so uh, yeah 
Well, I guess that should do it. All right. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay, just so uh, you know, just so you know, that was actually a super cut of the video because the video is 25 minutes long of him scrolling through Google images, showing you people staring at him. It's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's hard. You don't want to make fun of fun of people with, with mental illness and all that. But like I was trying to say before, there are people worth making fun of underneath the the mental illness in, in some cases too. This guy's very self-absorbed. I think, I don't know if all schizophrenics are that into like it being all about them. It doesn't seem as like far out as it does just kind of juvenile in some of the ways in which he thinks that these things are happening to him. Yeah. Like he doesn't seem like the typical, <clears throat> what you would think of a schizophrenic uh person in like a movie right right um yes this is much more mundane yeah it is uh you know not not you roll uh, your eyes a lot listening to him well i took a 25 minute video of a guy with schizophrenia filming his screen showing you people that are staring at him and i cut it down to a minute because once you've heard a minute of it you heard the whole thing so yeah right I mean, could you imagine being in his house and he's like, dude, just, hey, come here, check, check it out again. <laughs> and like, you're, you're trying to watch a TV show or make a sandwich. And he's like, bro, 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 no, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, this yeah. one, this one, this one. And that's like the whole day could be that he's just stuck in that mode. Yeah. It's sort of like, I, I don't know if you've seen him, but like there's videos where they do like close-ups on Justin Bieber and he blinks and his eyes like seem to blink sideways like a lizard person. Sure. And they slow it down. They're like, you know, and you're like, this was caught on. T-. It's like that level of, you don't understand how far into the matrix we are. You know, that's where right. he's at. He's like, bro. Uh, once again, yeah. I say he, he did this 25 minutes of this and then he had to upload it, which means he had to watch it back. Let me tell you something. And confirm I bet it. You watch, I bet you he watched his video multiple times afterward. He put it up too. Probably. Yeah. I'll probably a lot of the views. How many views is this guy getting? Do you know? I'm going to get there. I'm going to get okay. there. Okay. All right. Okay. I will say though that this, this video is particularly compelling because it wasn't until I watched the video that I realized how many stock photos of people are staring directly into my soul. So <laughs> on that point, I may give him a point. Um, amazing how many people like you see, if you found pictures of me on Facebook or something, I'm looking at the camera and smiling, mm -hmm. you know, with mm -hmm. my wife or a group of people or whatever, stock photos of people, they're like staring through the camera. It is, it is quite intense. Yeah. Right. But I figured it's something out though. I think, you know, what could be even more creepy than that though, what? is if you were him and you went to Google and did this in every picture of people that you Googled had their backs turned to you, like some Blair Witch <laughs> version of Google images, like a gargoyle images, if you will, or like a dystopian image search called Scorn Hub, where every image is just people that I know what you're searching for. Look on their face, like, like the expression on a crackhead's face while being cavity searched in jail. Shame, shame. I know your name. Like that would be creepy. Yeah. Well, what what I wanted to say about it too, scorn up, <laughs> was that this would be much more compelling, uh, for me at least, if he was saying that he's like, look, look, they're staring directly at me, and then he's showing the photos, and like you're saying, all the backs are turned. Yeah. Right. He's like, oh, whoa, this is super interesting, but it's just stock photos from the internet. Right. 
That's it. Where they all stare directly at everybody. Yeah, that's why you buy them because they're <laughs> happy and looking at you and it's making a connection. That's marketing, yeah. you know, it's kind of a thing. Right. Um, all right. Well, eventually things spill over from mocking ducks and vociferous VWs to humans. But there's a catch. Remember how I mentioned that Alexander always makes sure to include his face in the videos that he posts? Well, that's yeah. because he has come to believe that he is only one of very few real people left on Earth. The rest have become imposters, devils in human skin suits, or robots or programs like in The Matrix. He doesn't think this is funny at all and is quite a serious matter. And so he sets out to prove it one night by going to a comedy club to take in the scene and get his laughs on with Lucifer, who he is convinced has now taken over almost everyone on Earth. Oh my God, is he going to think everybody's laughing at him? Eh, we'll see. You ready for me to hit play on this? <laughs> yeah, this is getting interesting now. Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Give enough credit. Keep on big up to good men. You always hear women going like, oh, we're the good men at. Right f***ing here. <laughs> Been here the whole time. Where you been here, so you want to delete it. <laughs> delete it. Now. I grew up on you out. Kick me out then. Come on. Take your hand off me, man. Come on. I was like, oh, absolutely. I was like, this is an instruction. You can take video of here, man. What? Take that for me, dude. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm ready to pay, man. I'm ready to pay. Uh, yeah, that plays one of these guys. Oh, what? Well, look, security guys will take care of you. Where's your tab at? Is that your tab? Yeah. Okay, how much is it? Uh, I think it's $4. Yeah. 30. Hey, don't get your hand off me, man. What are you doing? I'm asking you to stay in the lobby out here. You get out of my face, man. Sir, you would not touch him. Did you, you just put me? your hand on me? This is, the, this is the manager. You would never touch him again. You understand me? Once you pay your tab, you will leave. I you understand? I like hands on people. All right. So once you pay your tab, you will leave or we will call the cops, okay? Yeah. All right. Fine. So once you get your tab, you will be considered trespassing. But you're not going back. Okay. Yeah. You're not going back inside the showroom. You know that, right? Do you figure that out yet? What if I do? <laughs> huh? Hey, what if I do? It would prove you're as big an idiot as you appear to be. There you go, sir. Yeah. Please sign that, and once you sign it, you will have to vacate the premises, or you will be considered trespassing. You understand? Yeah. There we go. Uh, did you want to leave a tip? Nope. Of course not. <laughs> would you like your receipt? Yes, I would. Okay. Did you have a good time? No, I didn't. Oh, that's too bad. Well, don't come back. Super. Well, this will make a great video, so. Make sure you out here where the door is. Come on. I'm following you guys. Oh, yeah, I'm following you, actually. I'm going to follow you, man. Keep going. I'm going to follow you. Sir, keep going. I'm going to follow you out, man. keep going. Here, you can follow me. You want to okay. follow me? Yeah. Okay, have a good night. Yep, you too, man. You betcha. We're open Wednesday through Saturday. I know, man. Great comic show. You don't know. I was just here. It's not a great comic show, man. Well, it's pretty bad. I was just in there. You're unauthorized taping comics against the law. Of course, of course I am because, you know. Uh, because it's against the law. You understand that, right? 
I don't really care, dude. I mean, if if there's a if there's somebody if there's a demon in there, man, like uh, acting crazy, I'm gonna get it on film and I'm gonna put it on YouTube, man. I'm not gonna let you guys get away with this crap. What crap? All you demons, man. All oh, we're demons. Thank you. Okay, I got Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, like the the funny thing is, it's like uh, like you mentioned on uh, movies, Hollywood stuff like that. The, the portrayal of somebody with schizophrenia would be very ostentatious, would be very entertaining, I guess. Sure. Like like uh, uh, misunderstood genius style stuff too, right? Yeah. Th- but this is, this is schizophrenia. It's mundane. It's, it's built into every part of his life, you know, and, and he's literally chronicling it. So watching it and then finding the little bits where his psychosis shows up is you just, you, you can't stop watching it. It's like a train wreck. You'll watch 25 minutes of him filming birds just to see like, what is he going to say next? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's cra- <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, he wants it to be too. It's not like he's seeing demons in there. It's like, he's looking at, looking for demons in yeah. there. And what a strange place to go. Obviously completely by himself. And he was heckling, I guess, the comedian that was on stage, and that's why he was asked to leave. Is that what happened? Uh, well, what it was was he was filming the whole place because he's trying to film the demons, and it's illegal. And for those who don't know, part of the reason why you're not allowed to film in a comedy place is that you could be stealing material for yourself, right? And th- and that's literally their copyright. Their their act yeah. is a, is copywritten. Uh, it's like trying to go film the you know Swan Lake. You would be not doing. A, that able to apparently back in like when sitcoms were like a big deal back in Seinfeld days and all that there would be writers for those shows who would go to comedy clubs and steal bits from amateur comics and then use them for the the sitcom shows oh right? interesting that's a good idea I'd do that <laughs> uh, so ironically he was at the Looney Bin comedy club during this confrontation with all of the devils so things begin escalating in his life. He he becomes more withdrawn than he was even before, which is about as withdrawn as a goth kid's bank account when eyeliner goes on sale. Oh, nice. Good one. But uh, this leads us to the next bit of audio where the rubber meets the road. A series of 911 calls placed by demons, not real people like Alexander. Although in an odd move for demons, they're calling 911 to try and stop Alexander from doing what he's doing. I could have sworn that Satan loved it when real people did bad things, but apparently, in this case, a bunch of computer-programmed demons had a change of heart and decided that when Alexander was doing, was crossing the line, even for Satan. <laughs> okay. So, the day is May 24th, 2018. That's right. Ironically. 21 years to the day that Venezuela entered the Antarctic Treaty System, Alexander headed to a restaurant called Louis on the Lake in Oklahoma City. There, he decided to do a little window shopping with bullets. Oh, no. You ready for me to hit play? It's going to sound really bad. I'm ready, but it's going to sound really bad. But I was starting to get a little bit worried that we were just going to be picking on a guy with schizophrenia making a YouTube channel for a bit there. And I thought that you had just found this and you were like, interest i forgot this was a public one i thought this was a a plus where we were just having some fun with some guy that you found so i'm really relieved to hear that he's 
he did something horrible. <laughs> Isn't that sad? We're like, well, we don't want to make fun of the mentally ill guy, so I'm glad to hear he justified it. I'm glad to hear it's justified. <laughs> well, I told you there'd be more to complain about here, so this is okay. this is it. <laughs> All right. All right, ready? Here? Yeah. Here we go. Oklahoma City Police, 911, Hi. what's your emergency? Yeah, someone just came into my restaurant and shot through the door. Did what? Someone just came through the door and shot at my store. And in, shot into your business? Yes, ma'am. Shot through the glass door. Okay, just, did they, bro- it broke? Yeah, the window was shattered. He shot like five or six times. Okay, just a moment. Is was he shooting at anyone? In I'm not sure, ma'am. I was in the I was in the office at the time. I just heard it. Yeah, have you taken a head count of whether or not anybody's <clears throat> injured? Uh, no, ma'am. Everyone's on the ground, pretty scared right now. Okay. Anybody see this guy? I didn't see anything. Okay, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Does anybody know what he looks like, the guy? I'm, I'm not sure yet. Okay, can can you ask if anybody can give us a description or a I car? can here in just a second, but everyone's kind of freaked out. I understand. But we'd like to know what kind of car he was I, in. And I understand, ma'am. Um, I've got a couple of bartenders looking outside. It looks like he is wearing a white T-shirt. Well, I hear is, cops are on the way. I hear sirens he already. White, black, he's shooting. He's shooting again. Guys, get inside. Okay, tell me what kind of a car is he in? He's not in a car. Three gentlemen just stopped him. Okay, is he white, black, Indian? Ma'am, he's he's in the parking lot. I can't see anything. It looks like officers just showed up on the scene. Okay, but nobody knows what he looks like. Uh, no, ma'am, I'm blocked by cars. I'm on a landline. Okay. I can't really you're, step you're outside. You're doing okay. You're doing fine. I, I'm I'm asking. I'm still on the phone with the cops. What? Huh? Okay, I think I have someone hurt in the bathroom. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Uh, ambulance is on the way, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay, is is she shot? I'm not. Oh, another caller says the shooter was at Mama Rojas also. Jesus. Oh, Okay, uh, I, you I, cannot, yeah. you, you do me a favor, yep. lock up the business, everybody okay. stays inside, okay? Okay, I will do my best, ma'am. Oklahoma City 911. There's an active shooter at okay. Louise. I'm Lake my daughter just got shot. Okay, where are you at? Louise, on Lake Hefner. Louise, do you know that? <laughs> Louise, on Lake Hefner. We're okay. in the girls' restroom. Okay, stay on Your daughter, where did she get shot? In the stomach. Okay, and it went through and through. Let me get the address just one moment, okay? Stay on the line with me. You're okay. You're okay. I don't want to know. Color's okay. We've got help on the way. Thank you. You're okay. Baby, you're okay. You're not going to die. What can I breathe? Calm down. Hurry up. You've got to hurry up. Oh, I can't breathe. You're okay. Oh, I can't. You're okay. Oh, I can't breathe. Okay, stay on the line. Stay on the line. Okay, we've got help on the way. 
Where is the shooter? Did you see the shooter? He was outside. He was wearing, he was wearing headgear. Could you tell what kind of clothing he was wearing? He was wearing uh, ear protection. Ear protection. And he had, he had a handgun. Handgun. And he was shooting at the front door. Was he outside we shooting in? in? Yes. Okay. Did as you, we were walking in. And it was a male for sure? It was a male. Do you know if he was black, white, Hispanic, Indian? It was white. I got shot too. You got shot too? Where did you get know. Where did you get shot? In the arm. In the arm. Okay. Did you see anything else that could help us? Any vehicle? Anything like that? No. He was okay. standing he was standing in the trees. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and let you go and answer the other calls for it, okay? Stay where you're at. Stay where you're at, okay? Don't go out. Don't. Okay, stay stay where you're at and let us let our officers come to you. Stay where you're at and don't move. If you feel safe in that location, then stay there. If you don't, then that's up to you. But if you feel safe there, stay there until our officers come there, okay? Okay. Okay, all right, bye-bye. Bye. Oklahoma City, 911. There is an, a shooter at... Are you inside? Do you see the subject? We are. We drove away. He's in a white shirt. He's at Louis Lakeside. Okay. Is he black, white, Indian, or he Hispanic? Is he is white. He has brown hair and a white shirt. Khaki white pants. male, brown hair, white shirt. You said. Yes, white shirt, khaki pants. He's what kind pistol. of weapons does he have? He has a pistol. He has ear protection on. He's standing outside at Louis Lakeside, on the uh, east side, shooting towards the building. Do you know how many people are hurt? I do not know. Your name? Hello? Hi, this is the police department. Yes, I have. I am at Louis on the Lake. Mm -hmm. The ambulance just arrived. I'm with a young girl that has been um, shot. Okay, is the ambulance with you? The ambulance just pulled up. They is the subject still there? Yes, we are with her right now. No, is the, the guy who was shooting, is he still there? I don't know. I'm assuming that he has been um, taken care of. Okay. Is, let me know when the the IMSA people are with you. Okay. One's coming towards us right now. Okay. Yeah, IMSA is with us now. Okay, sounds good. I'll let you talk to them. Thank you. Thank you. Oklahoma City 911. Yes, I'm sorry. I tried to call a minute ago. We got a phone call that my daughter was out at the lake. Uh, yes, at a sir. restaurant, uh-huh. and she got shot in the arm. Do you? Would you happen to know where they might have taken her to the hospital? I do not know at this time. That it's an active crime scene, so right now they, I mean, the MC units are all headed that way. Generally, most of them, I mean, you can check with each one of the hospitals here probably in about 20, 30 minutes, um, but they're trying to get everybody uh, to those local hospitals. I would yeah. probably say if it's in that area, they may go to Mercy, they may go to Saints, so it just really depends. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate okay, sir. It. I I hope I hope you're able to find her, and I hope she's okay. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye. Oh my God! And look, back Oklahoma City 911. Okay, we just called, and we were we saw like a guy with a gun, and and he is in front of Lake Hefner Girl. Okay. He's in a silver Mercedes. And he has on a black T-shirt that says a police, police on the back of it, and he has a that hat on. That says police on the back of it? Yes, it's a black T-shirt that says police, and and he has a black hat Okay, on. What's, what business is he in front of? 
as, as silver as silver. Uh, what business? No, what business? Uh, Hefner Grills. All right, give me just one moment. Don't hang up, okay? Okay. Brandy and them need to get in their car and go. Does he have any weapons? Yes, he has a gun. He has a gun? Yes. Can you see the... Are you are you in a safe distance that you can see the gun? I mean, see the tag number? No, no. We we took off because we called... And are you, are you sure it's not a police officer? We're not sure that it's a police officer. I want to so I know there's an officer in an unmarked car. Let me see what kind of vehicle he's in, okay? Okay, ma'am. It looks like that is Homeland Security. Okay. Okay. You. You're welcome. All right. Oh, man, man, man. Okay, all together... Uh, there are one out, there is one hour and one minute of 911 calls that I have on that. If you're interested, I can post a link to, nah, don't bother, <laughs> but I super That's cut so it there. Much. There's so much. I mean, this is one of, it's, this is a total unicorn. Like every single piece of content that I have for this episode was like 25 minutes long and I had to cut it down. Most of the time I'm like, oh, please keep screaming. I need more than a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, but in this case, I, sorry. But in this case, I, I literally had to cut stuff down. Um, <laughs> so too much drama. And apparently, so this happened at Louis on the lake and also Mama Rojas, which is another restaurant next door. Mama was not there at the time. Thank God. Alexander critically injured several people who would all recover from their injuries. And one man broke his arm trying to escape the restaurant. No news on what extreme move he was performing to break his arm in his effort to flee the restaurant and head outside into the parking lot where Alexander was shooting, but he recovered as well. It was not his riding arm. I found out. Good. So after launching a volley of shots through the window at Louis on the lake and before police could arrive, two civilians with legally carried firearms stopped him from continuing to shoot at demons by shooting him dead. Oh, he died. Wow. Police later praised the two armed citizens for their quick response to the scene. One was a trained security guard and other a master sergeant in the Oklahoma Air National Guard. Now, hold on. Oh, you're a deputy staff sergeant. Sorry. So yeah, close. I wouldn't Ma- know the guy. I wouldn't know him. You wouldn't know him. I was going to ask if maybe you guys were in the same regiment or had the same, like, you know, dietary regiment or maybe something like that. What I'm doing right now is I'm thinking about uh, Alexander, right? Yeah. I'm thinking about him getting blown away by one of these demons, which he clearly would have, I think, I'm not even sure if I believe this guy to the extent to which he was saying that he was perceiving things. But you got it at this point. If there's a heaven or a hell or an afterlife, say, he ends up getting shot by one of the demons, boom, wakes up in the afterlife. He's like, and they're like, dude, it was all real. Oh, (laughs) that'd that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? (laughs) 
Wow. But, but that's what would happen if there was an afterlife. And hopefully it's just like everything clears up for them. And I don't know. But like thinking everything's not. And you hope that if there's some kind of afterlife that all of those uh, ailments that you would have had from your brain as a human being would kind of uh, sluice away and go away. That, uh, man, yep, you'd be forgiven in some way. I have I have a tendency to to lean that way where, uh, you know I I like to say and this is kind of a it's a little bit of a thinker, but I like to say people do the best with what they know and what they have, and if you think about that for a second, you know some people's minds are occluded, so but they're doing the best with what they know and what they have, or and some people have a lot, and do their best with that. Or because yeah. they know little but have a lot, you know, so it yes. kind of factors in all of us, you know. People do yeah. the best with what they know and what they have. I, I agree. And I think I was saying it earlier, too. I, I don't think Alex was a good guy, schizophrenia or not. There's something about him that I just don't, didn't like. Well, yeah, let me, I'll give you a little bit more meat on mm-hmm. that bone that you're playing with. <laughs> <laughs> the autopsy report. Uh, said toxicology tests found no evidence of drugs or alcohol in Alexander's body. So this guy was straight up brain power Mm. only. Uh, Interesting. Also, maybe a little bit admirable that he knows not to make it worse. Maybe, you know, maybe he learned that about himself. I don't know. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Maybe he should have tried something. Oh, gosh. He left no note as to his reasoning for the shooting. It was determined that he had no connection to the restaurant, any of its employees or patrons, and had not submitted any review of the menu prior to shooting. (laughs) You will find hundreds of comments, truly a disproportionate number of comments compared to the considerably low numbers of views. You asked about the views of Alexander's videos on YouTube. Yeah. Each video averages a little more than a thousand views per video with a couple spiking up, I think, because of the kind of the catchy titles that he might have put on a just a couple. Mm-hmm. But averaging a little more than a thousand views per video and only 400 or so subscribers at the time of this recording. So this this is not a case that got a lot of traction. And we're digging into what I this is a specimen. Uh, this is the way, best way to put it. We're, yes, we covered a 911 call, but this is a very unique window into a very untouched mind. Don't you think, don't you think that a lot, like, even though that's like a thousand views, it's not that many, that a lot of those views could have come from people checking in what he was all about after he had done this? Yeah, many of them so, were. So, made. how many do you think he was getting before he did this? Well, I counted it up. So, the majority of them were made after his death by people right. that had heard or seen a handful of comments that were made on the videos in the time between being uploaded and his actions on May 24th seemed to be a mixed bag of mild concern and apathy as reactions to the content of the videos. Uh, his brother would later state that, quote, nobody reached out to him. You know, he was crying for help. Um, and this is a statement which I'm unsure of whether it is a, I don't know if it's a claim of uh, self-deprecation for not reaching out to himself, to him himself, or mm. that the community at large did little to address Alexander's needs. But what I will say is typically cases of schizophrenia are addressed and treated either by the individual 
suffering Mm -hmm. and seeking help or the family seeking help on their behalf. There's no public record of any treatment or effort sought for treatment by Alexander or his family. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with schizophrenia, at least my understanding of it would be that it's not like there's a support group you can go to. Like you imagine a bunch of people with schizophrenia in a room. I don't think that they really get together and like be like, Hey, this is what I'm going through type of thing. I don't think they get along very well. Well, here's the problem with that. Yours, you go to a support group for schizophrenics. Are they really there? <laughs> exactly. The people in the chair and edgewise, right? Yeah, it could be. I mean, this one is very much a mental mental circus. This one, this one kind of it's it's very amazing to me. This is literally the brain, the most powerful organ in our body. Yeah, duping us. Uh, no, no, I take that back. It's the brain deceiving itself which is like that's some crazy inception kind of you know inside out bagel kind of structure i don't even get it well yeah here here's the thing too though man like again back to what we were talking about before there easily could be somebody who suffers from schizophrenia who's listening to this episode right now yeah and being like that's not me that's and and i that's the person i'm trying to talk about when I talk about how you, there's individuals who, you know, behave in different ways and, and there's different levels of this and people uh, tr- get treatment for and they use their medication or they don't or whatever. Uh, they're, they're not all, they're not all the same. They're not. And to your point, uh, like I watch these videos and my heart hurts because there is no way for Alexander to divide between what is perceived reality and what is real reality. And even medicated, I think medicated, those, those symptoms are probably abated to a certain degree. And then social integration, uh, maybe some counseling, things so that he could gain tools to manage and mitigate right. when he feels like he's in the middle of a scenario. But he seemed like a dick, right? So, so it, it's hard for to get a dickhead to go and get all that stuff done because he's got to actually agree with it, and that is also a problem with this this illness. Is these people are seeing a like we mentioned a synthesized reality on top of what's reality, and oftentimes they become sort of militant about wanting other people to see what they're seeing. Yes. And it becomes uh, unbecoming to the rest yeah. of us, and we're like, "Man, get away!" Right. But again, though, they're not—they're not—they're not all like like that, right? No, I, I know you're not saying that, but I'm just trying to make it very clear that they aren't—they aren't all right. Like, same way as like all depressed people aren't complete, aren't suicidal, right? Exactly. It's just—it's—it's it's such a uh, an amazing health, health mental health issue. Mm-hmm. It's it's it. Uh, I'm not surprised that we don't know much about it. Um, it sounds it's super confusing. Yeah. So okay. So so police said uh, Even they to them. right. Well, and how do you define something that seems like we've already talked about? Talked about how do you define something that is inseparable when it comes to reality? So you can't right. tell what's real and what's not. Yeah. So how do you analyze that? Except mm-hmm. for to have somebody who's completely humble, so so meek, so teachable, so self-aware, sitting right. in a room going, okay, I perceive there's three people in here. How about you guys? And they're like, right. nope, there's two. All right, yes. let's talk about uh, how you got this. Medication. You know, yeah, or brain scans. You can't brain scan a schizophrenic for his whole life. You can't do that. Right. So Absolutely. 
maybe we get there. Maybe with like the, you know, the implant that Elon Musk's talking about, like we could kind of set up a scenario. It's like, okay, we're going to record your brain waves for a period of time. And then you come in, we'll download that stuff and we'll analyze it. Maybe we're, maybe we get there. But for now with us being, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, each individual versions of MTV unplugged with no way to share those experiences amongst us, it's not a possibility right now. Yeah. Would you take that chip if there was a chip that kind of like uh, leveled you out mentally where it didn't like, uh, I don't know, put anything into you, but it kind of stabilized your brainwave so you could feel like a, not all the time a certain way, but you just didn't get too depressed. No, no highs, no lows. Like, would you take something that stabilized you in that way? I struggle with that. I, I think that for me personally, um, I, pr- I pride myself on my weird creativity and I feel, yeah. and I've been like, I, I was on Wellbutrin at one point uh, when uh-huh. I was younger, like in my late teens. And I felt like it, it took away all of my ups and downs, my highs and lows. I felt very, um, very monotone. And yeah. uh, also the come down off of it for me was very weird. When I, when I decided it wasn't working for me, I, I stopped taking it. And I had a, about a two week period where <clears throat> I was oversensitive to everything. Like I would try to drive down the freeway and I felt like I couldn't stay in a lane, even though right. the car is totally in a lane. It just goes to show like how the stimulus we put our brains through or the brain decides to stimulate itself, how much reality is, is transposed. I like that to me, just thinking about that scenario where I took a pill and made me feel a certain way to the outside world, they might, they might be like, no, you, you seem normal. I'm like, well, I feel really monotone. And they're like, nah, you seem normal. You're still as inappropriate as ever. Well, you're good to me. Well, they, th- what, what they're saying is like, you're, you're reacting well to me. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. But it depends on how you're feeling. Like if I was to take something to, to improve my impulse control, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about the chip, by the way, not, yeah. we already have pills for all this kind of stuff, but right. like a chip that you put into my brain mm-hmm. that every time I want to smoke a cigarette or drink beer or do drugs or <clears throat> uh, molest children, all the things I have issues with, right? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All of those. Mm-hmm. I'm joking, joking about mm-hmm. the molesting ch- I'm joking about the cigarettes. I quit smoking cigarettes. No. Um, who knows what else that would affect? Would it affect my creativity in certain ways as well, right? Think about it. How crazy that would be, though. Like, these trip, these chips, we all get them. And the, the diversity of things they may be able to do. Like, you could go to the mall and get a VR upload at GameStop to your chip. Yeah. And like you're literally overlaid life with a virtual reality that is this thing that you purchased. And it's like a right next to GameStop also for p- people who are currently tired of their lifestyle would be Gay Stop, where you go in and they just <laughs> boop and then you're heterosexual. Or next door, <laughs> there's another one to flip you the other way. Or, or I mean, the chip sounds like it could be. Crazy, uh, could be, could be. I don't it know. Will happen. It will. It will happen. Up. You know how? Why it will happen is because if you don't want to accept it right now, generations into the future will slowly be introduced to it, where it'll come to a point where everybody will accept it at some point. The same way in like the 1800s, if you put a TV in front of them and threw a smartphone in their face, it'd be like, "What is this voodoo? What's this magic? This is horrible in comparison to what what was going on in my life. This is obviously the devil." We were slowly introduced to technology, and now we all accept what we have in our pocket and in front of our faces at all times, right? It will happen the same way with a chip. A few people will be okay with it and then eventually be like, hey, why don't you do it? I mean, everyone else is doing it and look what it did for me. It'll happen. 
I agree with you. I think it'll, it, it, the adoption will be so slow that we won't see it coming. We're like frogs in the water, right? G- good point. We're, we're already there on some things yeah. to your point. Like, um, I used to have vibrate on my phone. I'd put vibrate on my phone so I could keep my phone off, but I could hear, you know, and then I'd know to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, and I stopped doing that. And, but what I found is this is really weird. I would, I had stopped using vibrate, but for, I don't know, months, I would feel ghost vibrations in my pocket. It's called textophrenia. I think there's actually a term really? for, I believe it's textophrenia. I have to look that up, but you, I've felt it too. You feel like a, yeah. a hum against your leg or something. Cause you want to be, you want that stimulated yeah it was so weird also the reactions you think about it like when you hear v- v- yeah. we pick up our phone i'm laying in bed and drug. through my eyelids i see a bit of a light shift different in the room difference in the room and i realized that my phone on my nightstand lit up because i got an email and it lit my ceiling up and my eyes showed it you know it was like hey so I literally could be asleep and I'm like, oh, I noticed that change. I should probably check my phone. Yes. I mean, yeah. we're kind of there. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. It's just not inside of us yet. It's still in our pocket. Other things like that that we've gotten to is, do you remember how, and this seems to have just creeped up on us. Uh, do you remember like we had the Prius, right? And it was like this hybrid car. Yeah. Funniest bumper sticker ever on a Prius, it says cool Prius in quotes. And then underneath for attribution, it says nobody. <laughs> like right. nobody ever said cool Prius. Right. So we had the Prius, you know, and then we have had a couple hybrid cars. And then while all this is happening, Elon Musk's over here creating the, the Tesla car, right? Or the Tesla mm-hmm. series of cars. And they were sort of like a magical thing and like nobody had one. And then suddenly you see them everywhere and then this year, like the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, every single car company is now building EVs. They're even talking about phasing out whole gas lines of their cars for EVs. Right. Uh, when did that happen? Like, how did we suddenly get there? It, I thought for sure to take, you know, 20, 30 years for us to like move from the, but the implications, we haven't mm-hmm. thought through that. Like, we're like, oh, good. We'll get rid of gas and you will get rid of uh, pipelines and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, you just uh, you just quadrupled the number of cobalt mines we're going to need in the world to cover all those batteries. <laughs> haven't thought that one through, <laughs> but it's interesting how these things sneak up on us. You know? Yeah. Did I sound militant there about the no, technology change? You didn't. No. I mean, we we don't uh, subscribe to any particular way yeah. of thinking here. We're just thinking out loud. Felt a little like you know my mommy blogger emotions came on there. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, I'm almost done with this one. Um, all right. You know, w- talking about this and and the 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 listener, you may say Alexander fell through the cracks. I might suggest though that Alexander was very open and frank about what he was experiencing. And to be fair, he did reach out for help, just not in a conventional way. Alexander posted a handful of pleas for help from what he called quote real people. Huh his YouTube channel. And I thought that we would wrap up this call with those pleas from a mentally ill man who was trying to break through the noise and synthesize realities that he was experiencing. Albeit, he wasn't saying, hey, I have a mental issue and I need help. He was saying more like, hey, real people, which I've kind of developed in my mind that there are not real people and there's demons and then there's real people. He's saying, hey, real people. I need help combating some demons. Uh, with that in mind, that's 
gone unchecked. It's about as clear of a cry for help as one can expect from somebody who's just completely immersed in their psychosis. The results of his brain going unchecked brought about a lot of sorrow, obviously for others, and an indelible memory for two men who had to make the choice whether to kill another human being. So was he overlooked? No, I believe he gave us plenty of opportunities to have people intervene, but the stage that he chose to make his case on was one where we all choose to be voyeurs, not humans. His pleas and his growing psychosis were watched, they were liked, they were subscribed away. And with all those see something, say something's moving on to the next video. Yeah. I would have watching what I just watched or listened to. I mean, it wasn't that great. He should have put out better content and then maybe more people would have listened. Yeah. If only he had a shtick, you know, if only he had like a TikTok dance that he could have done while he's like, Hey guys, I have schizophrenia dance, dance, dance. And he's doing the thing and everybody tried to do this dance. Hey guys, I have the demon challenge. Go out and find a demon. (laughs) You know, he missed. Did he, he he didn't kill anybody though, right? No one died except for him. Except for him. Okay. All right. Let me play this one because rather than ending it on the 911 call, I obviously there's accountability. He, for, for anybody who goes to the extreme and takes, takes the action that he did. Mm-hmm. But here's, um, here's, here's Alex's plea on YouTube. Okay. You ready for sure. me to hit play? I'm ready. Here we go. Hey, it's me, Alex. Um, yeah, man, I'm really losing it. I mean, I'm having like all these, you know, crazy thoughts like, you know, maybe I'm in some movie or I'm a character in a, in a video game, all these, uh, yeah, demons and stuff. Like they're not even really demons. They're just, you know, computer programs. Maybe even the real people in here are computer programs and I'm pretty much the only real person here. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm a computer program too because it's a matrix, but I'm, I, I'll, I'll tell you this, I am real, you know? So the question is the real people, or, or on my channel or whatever, are you guys really real? Or are you just, uh, you know, a computer program or something? Or, um, or and how about, um, I'm asking this to you, to the demons too and the fallen angels. Are you guys, you know, a computer program? Or are you really real as well? I mean, I don't know, man. It just seems so crazy. I mean, all the bugs animals and stuff you know they're they look at me and stuff evilly and shit i mean maybe it's possible you know they're not really demons or whatever maybe they're just computer program that was changed to do that or whatever i mean they can take over you know uh the tv and make whatever they want generate whatever they want on the tv so i mean i had a video about uh recorded you know about uh the TV, but it got pulled off YouTube for copyright reasons. But I'm, I, I'll, I might, you know, later on uh, upload it to another site and then, you know, give the link in one of my videos or something, make a video for that. Uh, you guys have to see that or whatever. But uh, recently, you know, I uh, quit my job because I just couldn't go on anymore. I mean, the torture that I've been getting, you know, from Satan um, and being all alone, you know, that's why I'm, I pumped, uh, you know, copied all these videos from. Yahweh Rules' channel, you know, put them on mine and I'm combining them, you know, with uh, my own videos. 
my channel from scratch. It would take too long. Uh, time is of the essence. I don't have a lot of time, you know. I've also been, you know, suicidal. I mean, I mean, there's really no point in living if I can't find a real human. So, I mean, I'm just looking for, you know, a friend, guy or girl. I don't care. I mean, you can think I'm a total nutcase. I mean, I don't blame you if you just found out about the stuff you're probably thinking that, but just give it some time. You'll, you'll see why I am the way I am or whatever. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I'm definitely losing it. I really can't go on. I really need some help. Please, a, a real person, please help me. Just You can really help me just by, you know, getting in touch with me so I, I know that I can, can have, you know, a real uh, human in my life. We're going to really need each other, man, um, because, you know, there's not many humans around. We're, like, pretty much extinct, and uh, who knows how many humans are in your family. I have none in my family, so that could be the case for you. I mean, we got to stick together. We have to have each other's backs, so... Uh, yeah, I'm going crazy, man. I'm losing it. It's because I'm alone, you know. I have nobody to talk to. Nobody will talk to me. So, um, and having to deal with all this bullshit, you know, with that or whatever. So, anyways, I beg you, man, help a fellow human out, man. If you're real, please, uh, you know, get in touch with me. Anyways, that does it for this video. Oh, lots telling there. You know, uh, it's uh, one thing that I thought was interesting was how he, the, the biggest fear he had was that people and animals and everything were demons or fallen angels, but that he concedes that maybe that's not real, that, that they're not demons and fallen angels, but they are computer programs. Right. So, which which tells you how deep into this he is, because yes. he doesn't go. Well, maybe they're not demons and fallen angels. Maybe they're just normal people, right? You know, he doesn't. He's beyond that. He's like, there's no way this is real. Yes, yes. He's he's completely subscribed to the idea that this we're in the matrix, which a lot of people have. I mean, you look at the Earth and you look at everything that's going on around us, the universe, and it looks like what they show you the inside of a computer kind of looks like. All this. Or the brain synapses and different points of connectivity and all that. <laughs> and he's he's completely into it. It's you put the music in the background there, didn't you? I did. That made it I did. That made it he needed you. Don't make me <laughs> cry. Need, I'm getting don't say that. <laughs> well oh, no, man. He, he he what what he what he needed was 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 some was he obviously needed somebody. I'm sure that there are people around him. I'm not sure that he ever would, would have yeah. been able to find the right person to be able to fix him. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know, and just listening to what he was saying, it's like, nobody's going to listen to that until he's dead. And that's, what's really tragic about this. It's like, it's it, in a way it's amazing to me that, do you know, I don't know if you know this, but if you, uh, man, I got to wipe my eyes. Um, if you, um, upload a video to YouTube by the time your video is done uploading and processing YouTube has also created closed captioning of yeah. everything that you said on the video every word that is said it's they've turned it into a text script on the side 
to me, it's like we're at that level in technology where a guy who says as much as he said and gave that much content that we should have technology that says, hey, uh, this flags something. You know, like this guy is suicidal. Like this should go somewhere. For you know, sure. we we all argue about, uh, you know, Alex shows up at Louis on the lake and he starts shooting people and people are like, well, but he was mentally ill. You shouldn't shoot the mentally ill. And I'm like, yeah, guess what, though? We could have stopped this way before that. If yeah, want to talk about solving a problem, let's let's take that text that that YouTube generates or our own podcast here is actually is transcribed. People right. don't know that, but it's transcribed. So Google can find it. I mean, there are so many ways we could mitigate these things. That guy, the way yeah. he speaks, for all the little jabs I took at him throughout this entire thing, the whole time I was thinking, and I didn't say it, but I will say it now, he should have been locked, and this isn't the way I want to put it across, he should have been locked up. And what I mean by that, too, is like he should have been in some kind of a care. He should have been being watched over, medicated, and probably... um in some kind of psychiatric institution. He should have been. From what he was saying, walking around, looking at ducks, talking about how they're looking at him. Funny. That guy just goes and gets onto a bus afterwards. (sighs) That guy was walking around the world when he should have been walking around the grounds of a psychiatric hospital. I'll tell you one more thing. And I left this out of the script because um, I had a very constructive conversation. Well, it ended up being constructive with a, a gentleman who was quite upset with me. Um, and I, I took a little bit of what he said to heart and I thought, okay, you know what, when I do the next episode, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to not be so drunk on myself and, uh, you know, let my ideologies come through maybe as much, but there's one other part. He was a, he was a, he was a security guard and Mm -hmm. he legally owned the weapon that he went and shot the place up with. And I left that out because I thought, I think I left it out, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, because as a concealed carrier of a weapon right. and everything, I didn't want to give it a bad look. But okay. in reality, when I think about it, that was a mistake to to omit that. And so I'm bringing it up now because this is the type of individual who, with help, um, ah, this is touchy, but I I don't think they should. If if you're if you're at that level of delusion. I think that should probably prevent you from owning firearms. <laughs> was that hard for you to say? <laughs> it was hard for me to say. Here's why. Here's why that's hard for me to say, because you go down that road too far and the floodgates open and suddenly the people you don't want are in your in your soup saying, oh, no, you're taking depression medicine. You can't have any guns anymore. And I'm like, uh. Right. Okay. I get you. I understand. Cold dead hands territory, you know? I get you, but certainly that guy, yeah, should should know. So yeah, it was hard for me. I think that was a little hard for me to admit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> growth, growth, yeah, growth, right? Twenty twenty two. Found to have seven variants of a virus, and uh, you know, growth on our emotional fronts. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one, man. I, unfortunately, for for many of us, it doesn't work out like it does in in the movies. Unfortunately, for 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 many, and I know this, we all know this. We've seen people around us that go down these dark paths and they never come back. Um, there is no happy ending. No, but for us, fortunately, uh, there is there. There is. Right? Oh, dude, nice segue. Oh my gosh, 
I oh, I almost upgraded your title just right then and there, but I'm. <laughs> I had to earn it. I had to earn what I already you, have. So you definitely just... earned what you just got. Oh my goodness, that was good. I got chills. They're multiplying. Um. Okay. Yes, we do have a happy ending. <laughs> so, hey, Luna. Hey. Hey. Hey, guess which state has graduated from being on the nine one one calls part of the show to the happy ending part of the show? Oh, no. Uh, Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. So this call, this happy ending comes from us, our friends in Ohio, but they're on the better part of the show. So good job, Ohio. Uh, did you ever, Luna, did you ever take the car out driving before you were of legal age to do so? Uh, no, I did not. I had friends that would do it though. And they come by and be like, Hey, come out. I got the, got the van. And then I hop in. I'm like, man, this is your dad's work vehicle. It's like, yeah, I stole it. (laughs) Oh crap. Great. Yeah. Here's what's funny is, uh, when I lived in Naperville, Illinois, I was 12. We didn't have any cars that weren't stick shifts, (laughs) but yet I figured out how to drive. Uh, at 12. And so my parents would be gone. And I lived just right across from a wild game preserve, which I'm hoping is still there in Naperville. Uh, Naperville's grown a lot. So I don't know. But um, fun fact to know and share. Damn liberals. <laughs> or wait, wait, no. Would it be the liberals? <laughs> probably everybody. I'm sure there's a reason you could. Probably conservatives. Probably oh, conservatives. Right, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right wing capitalists would have probably taken care yeah, of we them. are growing we, we are, are growing look and at growing. us i wish that i could uh pump you up a level but uh, podcast, so how do you upgrade from the operator <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to be your actual self <laughs> nah we can't we can't do that <laughs> we can't make money that way so we're not gonna we'll avoid that at all costs oh boy someday maybe in heaven um <laughs> But yeah, no, I agree with the liberal mindset that we should have wild game preserves. So there you go. There's another bone I'm throwing to you, people. (laughs) Growth all around. Wow. (laughs) That gay stop comment, though, man. That was good. That was good, right? I mean, you you know that if there was a D-chipper option in there, that maybe nobody ever goes in there, but somebody's going to build that business. And feel completely justified, right? Right. Oh, man. Oh, wow. All right. They sell, like, let's go lobotomy shirts inside. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I because did. Because being I, gay is a mental illness, and we all accept that, right? That's <laughs> no. That's no. Oh. Probably ill-timed joke on my part, because yeah, right, the right. juxtaposition. No, I'm, just, I'm just trying to help you out. Thanks, that was helpful. Ha- I know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's listen to this one from Ohio. Uh, I asked the question: Did you ever take the car? So I bet you can go where this one's. Think about where go where this one's going. Going where this one's sure. Yep that that whole thing. One second, let me find it, and then we'll play it. Okay, you ready for me to hit play? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Westlake nine one one. What is your emergency? Yeah, I'm on 90 West, and there seems to be what looks to be a child driving a silver Infinity with, I don't know if it's like their mother or somebody almost chasing them down in a red SUV. Where are Um, they now? uh, I'm going past uh, Drug Mart on Detroit. Uh, I'm about to go past the Crocker Bassett exit. You're on 90? Yeah. 
Okay. And the yeah. kid's like, I don't know if it's like a kid that's swerving in and out of traffic, almost ran a couple cars off the road. Right. Um, yeah, literally just. So you're westbound? Yeah. Yeah, I'm behind a blue Jeep now, and I can see like the two cars uh, about a quarter mile ahead of me. We're still before the Crocker exit. Okay. They're still before um, Crocker. Yeah. Um, hang on, let me stay on the phone with you here. It's like the kids, I don't know, it's just like swerving in and out of lanes like crazy. And someone's chasing them. There's it looks like, it looks like a mother or something chasing them. Yeah. What does okay. a mother look like? That's funny. <laughs> okay, so, no, there's another one too. There's another 911 call uh, audio that I have. So here, let me play that one for this. What's like 911? Hi, um, I'm pretty sure there's a car chase going on between a mom and a son right now on the highway. They're just passing Columbia Road exit. The kid's probably going at least 90, and he looks maybe 13. Okay, we already got a couple um, calls on this. Where are you guys at exactly okay. right now? Um, I'm heading west. There. All right, Westlake cars are approaching Clegg at this time, 90 westbound. Okay, you still on the phone with me? Yeah, I am. Okay, where are you guys at right now? Um, I just passed Columbia. We're approaching Crocker in probably like a mile. They're in, um... Wesley, cars really are passing Columbia at this time. It's like a maroon SUV or crossover, I don't know. Um, and then like a tiny silver car. She has her hazards on. It looks like they're slowing down right now, too. You see any mile markers yet in the middle of the highway there? Um, 158 over four is what I'm looking at. They're hitting the sign that says exactly a mile, Crocker-Bassett Road, exit 156. All right. All right, they're one mile from Crocker Road at this time. Do you want me to keep following them? Or yeah, keep, just, if, you, if okay. you can keep an eye on them, it's going to help us out. Yeah, sure, why not? Mom's chasing them. Yeah, looks like it. Oh, he looks like he's going towards All right. the um, Crocker exit. Oh, never mind, he's just oh. swerving away. All right, they're going past Crocker now? Yeah. All right. There's a guy next to me I think he's calling, too. My car wouldn't even go that fast. <laughs> My Sunfire. <laughs> you have a you have a Sunfire? I did. It, <laughs> it would only go like 140. It would start <laughs> rattling. The 99 Superban uh, speedometer goes to uh, one. 20, 110, I think, 120 miles an hour. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so, okay. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know, I don't know if Ohio has legalized marijuana, but they passed a drug smart, I think is what he said. So, like, I don't know what a drug smart is. That sounds kind of cool. <laughs> I don't know if we were recording when he said, when she asked if, uh, like, when we were talking about how when, she asked, should I continue following? And he said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? Like, I don't think that that's don't protocol, say that. right? Like, you're supposed to tell the person to continue going 90 miles per hour following this situation. But yeah, we were saying, you know, like, no, don't. Like, a, you know, a, a drone would have a challenging time keeping up with that. So don't, don't have a, you know, citizen do it. No. Oh, my gosh. All right. So here's a bit of deets on this uh, sitch. Uh, <laughs> cool. Man, man, I sounded with it there. Prosecutors have charged a 10-year-old boy after he led Ohio State Police on a 100-mile-per-hour car chase on Thursday morning back when this happened. So this was the Thursday 
in the month of the year that this took place. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Nice cover. Thank you. Uh, I got this one off SoundCloud. That's why I don't know that information. Okay. <laughs> uh, the boy was charged with willfully fleeing and eluding, which is a third degree felony. He's 10 years old and held overnight at a juvenile detention facility, which is actually really long for a juvenile detention facility to hold a kid. Jews, Jews in detention facilities. In yeah. Uh, the, few, which, few Jews that would uh, disagree people. with that. Most yeah, they, of them over they, 100 years old. They were held a lot longer. <laughs> the boy's father had reported him missing after he took the family car from their home around 9 a.m. So 10, ten, 10 years old on a Thursday. Yeah, kids should be in school. So apparently not. Uh, after appearing in court, the boy was released to his mother, uh, which <laughs> sounds like she was part of the car chase. <laughs> Uh, it was transferred. This whole case was transferred to the next county over where the boy was slapped with similar charges the week prior. And that case uh, was still pending when this kid decided to get in and jet set around again. Um, it began, as you heard on the call, in Westlake, Ohio. He was traveling down Interstate 90. After he failed to stop for a police officer, they continued to pursue the vehicles, uh, both of them, and uh, Highway Patrol became involved in the chase. It turned into like one of those kind of uh, O.J. Simpson kind of drives down the freeway. Mm -hmm. Hundred miles an hour it reached at one point. They used a rolling roadblock to finally stop the car. Uh, during the roadblock, one trooper made eye contact with the boy and directed him to pull over, but he continued to not pull over. Uh, they placed stop sticks on the roadway, but the boy drove into the ditch to avoid them. Oh, my God. They blocked the boy's ability to exit the ditch and made intent what they call intentional contact with the car to stop the chase. It's probably a pit maneuver or something like that. Yeah. He was removed from the car and taken into custody without injury. So that's good because we want to make sure we don't hurt our children. Mm-hmm. Little vagabond. He was allegedly combat, uh, allegedly combative with troopers though attempted to spit in their faces really kicked one trooper in the chin uh he was then transported to a local hospital for evaluation with a legal guardian yeah not the first time this kid's uh, stolen a car his name was alexander he was actually <laughs> the previous case when he was a child yeah I, did, did i i can't remember did i say that there was a Oh, I don't think I, I told you, but yeah, there was only one documented thing about Alexander prior to shooting. And that oh. was when he was 13 years old. There's record of him being arrested for punching his mama bunch um, after a disagreement and argument about a vacuum cleaner. Huh. Yeah. So that sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. Plays more into... Yeah, the the possibility he was just a dick. On yeah, pro could be. You know, I haven't wanted to just agree with you on that because I'm trying to be politically charged. <laughs> yeah, we know you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this kid, this 10-year-old, he, he had a thing. So he took the, the silver car. Before that, he stole his mom's Dodge Charger because he was bored, he said. And later he was found driving it with three flat tires. <sighs> oh, geez. Both of the, nobody got hurt, but 
bunch of cars got damaged trying to stop this kid from wheeling and dealing down the road. So anyway, why was that on the happy ending? Because Ohio didn't want to be on the bad side of the episode <laughs> anymore. So I upgraded their title to happy ending state. Perfect. Well, that wraps up this inaugural episode of season three, where we changed our ways and really shortened it up and didn't go on too many side roads and stayed not politically charged in any way. And Not at all. We grew. And I'm we warm. Just, I'm toast. This was like a whole episode of growth. Also, I don't know what your runtime on your recording is, but I'm at like ov- well over four hours. So I either yeah. have a lot of editing to do or this is going to go in the annals of time is one of our longest episodes. So welcome to season three. We still have to record a plus. Oh my gosh. Let's I'm not. so cold. <laughs> Suddenly you're too cold to, uh, me too. Right, let's not record plus today. Let's record that another day, but I'll have it done and uploaded and no one will be the wiser. All right. <laughs> this is also Friday, so we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. We could record it, honestly. We can. We can. You can cut this or not. I, I still have time. We, we can bang that one out. Well, speaking of banging one out, my wa- I would, except for my <laughs> wife texted me and said she wants to go on a date tonight. Oh, right. Yeah, that's the thing for you guys. We don't have anywhere to go out here in Canada. Lockdown. We're going to watch the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, they still are making those movies? Yeah, apparently. And we're going to go to the theater because it's annoying, but it's one of the movies I can't steal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys thought I was a good person, but I'm not. I steal movies. He's a badass. (laughs) All right, man. Hey, hugs, everybody. Well, Luna got a well-deserved title upgrade. We somehow made it into season three with this podcast without being canceled. I'm still kind of shocked and awed about that. You seem to keep coming back, which also shocks and awes us, but more awe than, you know, the regular awe. Um, so thank you for that. We love you so much, and we're grateful that your earballs are willing to allow us to insert things into it. See us on Facebook. We talk all the time there. Too many comments to mention, too many posts, too much great hug dealers dealing on there, and Patreon, blah, blah, blah. As Kent Chungus would say, like, subscribe, doop, dip, doop, all the stuff, and swear word, swear word, swear word. Hugs, everyone. <laughs>